uh, the party, after having managed to defeat the beholder in the secluded forest and seemingly cure the secluded forest of its fey weirdness, um, managed to get back to Yurindal's gate, did have to have a little bit of uh, help from Nordak in unpetrifying a certain petrified Yinric. But then, while kind of waiting around, figuring out what they wanted to do next, received a letter from a certain Eastern Valkuni, uh, inviting them to the Mer- giving them a formal inv- invitation to the Merfold, um, in order to discuss a kind of mutually beneficial relationship that would potentially allow them to uh, have permanent access to the Merfold, um, but with uh, some things that needed to be dealt with first. Um, the party then spent a month uh, doing various things. Uh, Yenrik and, and Anastrana spent time studying for the test that Anastrana is inevitably going to have to take if she wants to leave the Merfold again uh, without breaking the rules. Uh, while Locke, uh, Rain, and Dorme played courtroom in the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> We're really good and prepared. Yeah. What are we doing? Playing courtroom. Courtroom. Oh, yeah. Well, because she has a hearing. Because the other thing that somewhat preparing for was the fact that an Oscarana will have to have a hearing as to why she left the Marifold without permission. Um, uh, where we, we had left... Covered. Don't worry. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where we had left off, the party had just arrived in the Marifold, um, were inspected by the guards of the, very, of the school, the city of Frymont and the city of Wizard's Keep. Uh, and allowed entry, the um, silver scale guard for the school, the Silver Dragon School of Magic, took them to a teleportation circle that immediately teleported them to uh, the school where Eastgrim was waiting for them. And that is where we left off. Um, as you come in... I mean, just... Sorry. That's right. I have an idea... One of the things that Rain has learned is that the less materialistic you are, and hence the less you have, the more you can borrow from your friends, the more you need it. <laughs> uh, you can have the, yeah, that go for free. It's only really, really rich people that can afford not to be materialistic. So, <laughs> while I'm yeah, they here, don't have to, they can be if they want to, they can afford it. I'm figuring a bunch of cloistered academics. We're probably talking a few extra pounds around here. Rain will do an aerobic class. And aerobics and parkour. One goal. We're not on vacation here, dude. <laughs> we have stuff to do. Vacation the Marifold. This is not vacation. This is working. I want to pick something some cash here. That would definitely be hilarious to see a whole bunch of, like, I mean, the wizards are the quintessential nerds of the fantasy world trying to do aerobics with a like a, a world-class monk. Running be awesome. his way from town to town. <laughs> Can't you just picture all the, like, weirdos doing their <laughs> awkward movements? Well, like, they're, they're, like, they're, like, trying to do a stretch and rain. Like, rain's the... Uh, oh, the circular one. Yeah, they did... That uh, place also takes classes. Not just aluminum. Um... Yeah, Rain's like, oh, I'll take it easy on him. I won't like try to do it, like have him do a full split. So I'll do like a, like a, just a little bit of a, a wider lunge. And like some people are like, Wait, what eh. are you doing? <laughs> he joked doing about an aerobics and parkour class for the uh, fat, out of shape, shape academics <laughs> here in America. 
You're saying I'm fat? But I bet all of the ones that are Don't you already have to be in shape to do parkour? Well, we're not talking about me, we're no. talking about rain. So I didn't uh, I didn't mean you. <laughs> I think he was talking about the, the wizards. wizards. <laughs> oh no, well, parkour is easy. You walk across the room, that's parkour. Oh. It just builds it, up from there. Well, technically you have to run. Because in it, it it's French for by running. Uh, He's getting from point A to point B by running. You bastard. <laughs> He's like, well, according to French. <laughs> anyway, um, awesome. uh, as you guys kind of come in, so the the teleport I guess the, the teleportation from uh, between the circles is this um, somewhat strange experience of like kind of going through dark storm clouds with like lightning kind of everywhere, um, but and like little bits of silver rain that seem to be going by you. Um, anyone, uh, Locke, you're probably a little concerned because you're like, this looks like mercury. Very <laughs> 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 silver. Um, uh, as you arrive, you see uh, Eastgrim is there waiting before you, so, um, still uh, wearing very fine navy blue robes um, with kind of a like a silver hem around the, <clears throat> the neck and a large silver stripe down the center, and he has... Um, this large, like, silver-painted leather belt um, wears uh, these very elaborately engraved kind of silver bracers over his sleeves to keep them tight to the wrist, and he has uh, no facial hair, completely clean-shaven, but, like, long, um, kind of flowing white hair uh, with a single strip of just pitch-black hair that kind of starts at the roots and goes all the way down. Um, and uh, the room around you, it's made out of what looks to be very finely cut, large stone bricks that are kind of a light gray uh, color. The room itself is a little bit plain. It's just kind of a, um, probably by like a, a like 10 by 10 foot uh, square room with a couple pillars kind of like in front of you off to the right and left. And you see there are several banners kind of on the walls that are just a field of blue with the kind of profile of a, a silver dragon in the center. Um, and... Uh, as you step in, he's grim and says, Ah, welcome to the Silver Dragon School of Magic. And after all this heart rate just goes up. <laughs> so, uh, I will ask you to follow me, but really, but before that, uh, Miss Axfile, you should probably get back into your robes. And he quickly casts a fog cloud spell. <laughs> <laughs> so there is the obscurity for you to change into your robes. Could you see through that? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> Why are you looking? <laughs> um, and he then dispels the fog cloud. And you see an astronaut who generally you've seen always wearing a very much like travel travel clothes. Um, is now wearing a um, blue rope. So Eastgrim's has kind of a cape. Um, it, with an astronaut, imagine kind of like monk robes except without like the hood and cowl bit. Um, you, with, uh, so it's, like, it's a deep navy blue uh, she has, um, it's gonna got kind of the silver around the hem of the neck, um, and she has like a large silver bar kind of around the hem of the sleeve. Uh, would you have preferred, <coughs> students get a preference on this, would you prefer deep cuffs or tight cuffs? What's the difference? Deep cuffs hang down oh. low and tight cuffs are tight to your wrist. Oh. Suggestion. Okay. Oh. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> 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 So, with these nice tight cuffs to the wrist and the, um, a kind of silver rope, essentially, around the waist for a belt. It looks, it's, it's more elaborate than just a rope. Like, it looks like it's made to look like a rope, but functions a little bit better as a belt. Um, 
braided belt. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> um, and he's going to stop. Very well. So please follow me. Um, and he leads you out uh, first into a very large room where you see it just has tons and tons of different display cases with various bits of parchment, books, random like swords, spears, and various weapons. Um, <laughs> and uh, Nostrano, you recognize that this is the museum. Uh, <laughs> he then like leads you out into this very large open hall with uh, large stained glass windows on either side of most parts. There's a bit of a um, like large door to your left and pretty far forward. This looks to be some kind of you know dining, great hall for dining. Um, with these long tables uh, with no spread set up at the moment, obviously, but very clearly set up with like various candelabras and such. Um, and a large um, kind of stage area. I forget what to call these kinds of things. Like a, like a stage area kind of with a large table. Imagine, it's not really an altar. It's for the professors to eat. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, there we go. Um, and it leads you forward and then uh, takes the door that's further to the left. Um, you come into a large area where you see tons of what you imagine to be students dressed very similarly to Nostriana. Some with, uh, not all with silver though. Um, some have, they have various different colors on the hems and for belts. Some of them don't have belts. Some of them have an extra hem around the neck. Um, they seem to be, this seems to be kind of a, some kind of common area where they're lounging, talking. You see some spells being cast, um... And then these are going to eventually lead you further away through a hallway and then into, uh, it's kind of a exterior covered hallway um, where it's got arches on either side and there's a roof above you, but it is, there's just direct access outside. Um, and then into a large kind of stone brick building, um, which just seems to be hallways and hallways of rooms. Uh, and I'm trying to know that these are just classrooms. Um, eventually into um, this kind of, one of those large, like, a lot of monasteries have these, where it's like the square bit of hallway, of like covered hallway and a garden in the center, and there seems to be a large kind of gazebo-looking thing in the center that looks to be um, kind of like a lecture hall. Um, and there is currently um, a student there that seems to be giving some kind of lecture to a bunch of other students. Um, and eventually, he's going to kind of lead you to the left and lead you into this very large, open um, cobblestone courtyard. Uh, where you see eight towers kind of spread throughout. Um, and the, you see, again, students here walking, every, like going here and fr- to and fro and such. Uh, as you're walking at one point, um, you see Ysgrim actually counterspells something <laughs> and <laughs> looks and says, Garrick, we'll talk about this later. Go back to, please go to class. Um, and uh, continuing forward, you see in the center of this courtyard, there is this large, large fountain. Uh, in the center, there is this massive centerpiece um, that looks to be a silver dragon um, carved out of stone. Um, and you see kind of throughout the fountain, there are uh, eight different pedestals all around, um, each with what you recognize, uh, Yenrik, as, well, as the various symbols for the different schools of magic. All made out of a different material. There's one made of wood, one made of marble, one made of stone, one made of iron. Um, and actually, as you guys are kind of walking by, you see all the forms begin to shift and change. And they just, it seems like the, they change into different symbols and it almost seems like they rotated around. 
cool. Um, Nostra, you know that this is some kind, this is a kind of clock almost. It's a way of keeping time that's very themed. Um, Go to your next class. <laughs> um, and then he uh, goes eventually to the tower all the way on the opposite end. And Nostra, you realize he's taking you to his office. Um, or like this tower, these towers are the, um, the, the various living spaces and offices of the various professors. As we're going by this big clock thing, I pull out my doohickey, mm-hmm. check it, check the clock, check the clock, say, yours is a couple minutes fast. <laughs> Noted. Um, and... Uh, well, for all the professors except for the necromancy professor, he doesn't live in one of the towers. He has his home is in the crypts or the catacombs. Um, That's easy. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> um, and eventually, you go into into this large Eastrum's tower. Seems to be a little larger than the others. Um, and as you enter, it's just this kind of big, open, circular room. Um, you see with bookshelves and various like lounging areas and such. Um, looks to be. A, not unlike it's your so guys' kind of <laughs> anti like not antechamber, I forget what the term is now. Like um the safe? The mm-hmm. no the um there's a manner like really big mansions have this. It's like a welcoming room or something like that. I can't remember what the term is. Foyer? Well foyer, there's there's a specific term that's like the the the, the greeting room or something like that. I can't is remember what lobby? it is. No. <laughs> I well moving on before I spend too long on this. Um <laughs> And eventually you see there's like one like weird little strip of stone that's just slightly elevated above the others, like a single step. And he's going to kind of lead you over and he steps on that and you, he, uh, you hear him say, that's my office, please. And the stairs begin to ascend um, and spiral up, almost like an escalator. Tight. All of us? Yeah. But I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for all of you... You're getting a little bit of whiplash. Even you and Asherana, you've, like, you've been here before, but you've, it's been so long since you've been here. You're getting a little bit of whiplash of just, like, how overtly magical everything and everyone here is. I You're love it. so <laughs> used to being in places where you have to hide the fact that you use magic or be very careful with who you tell that you are capable of doing magic, that it, it's, it's taking some adjustment to get used to people just using magic completely openly and just everything being enchanted in some way or form. Amazing. Um, okay. Uh, and so once you eventually get up to, it's not quite at the top of the tower, it's kind of just below the top, um, a kind of door actually carves itself and appears in front of you at the top of the stairs. Um, he opens it and bids you enter. You enter and so the, uh, with his office, um, it's kind of split into two different sections. The first section is this large ac- kind of octagonal antechamber. Um, and you see on the walls in kind of the corners, catty corner to you, there are four large portraits. Um, and then on the left, um, you see there is a, um, a little a kind of tall wooden display pedestal with a bit of glass display case on it with a, a, a book that's just, that looks to be made of some kind of silver material um, and a, with a circular rug on the floor and then the second section um, both with very nice wooden floors it seems uh, is this kind of cramped just squared off room 
nothing but bookshelves on the walls. Totally filled. Um, with a, this very large regal looking desk in the center. You know, with a large um, chair behind it. You see there's a small little, um, I forget what those are called, the little stands where the birds can stand, like stand where it's a little tea. Yeah, kind of like bird perch. You see there's a barn owl currently perched there. Um, what was your familiar thing? Soren. Oh, yeah. Soren? Yeah, mm-hmm. from the Guardians of Google. Um, and the room, like, this area is pretty damn cramped, and you see he actually kind of waves his hand, and the room begins to expand. Um, and four chairs kind of come from a door behind the desk and move, sorry, not four chairs, five chairs, um, move in front of the desk and place themselves, and he goes to his desk and beckons you to sit. Remember Sword the Stone when he did that? Trying to like, I don't want to. I want to pay attention to him, but if I can like get any titles of any of the books that I see, make a perception check, I guess. Yeah. Uh, fifteen. So, uh, not all, not all of them have titles on the spines, and the ones that do, uh, I mean, you catch a couple, and they seem to be like typical, like super nerdy wizard shit, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like discourse on. The differences in evocation between fireball and firebolt, and okay. uh, like, and, but then, and there are also plenty that are in languages you don't speak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and as you sit down, Eastgrim says, "So uh, there are certainly several things that are needed to be discussed, but I think all in good time." Um, as far as the relationship that I mentioned in the letter, I think that should wait until other issues are resolved. Um, because if, uh, Miss Axfar, if you are not able to return, if you are barred from the Marefold, it will complicate matters. Um, but, um, we can talk about that later. With the hearing, now that you are back, you will be summoned for the hearing tomorrow. As it should, it's believed that these things should be dealt with post-haste. Um, which is why I wanted you to bring you here to my office despite the somewhat late hour. You know, it's kind of like seven-ish in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, it looks directly to you and Austriana. I want to assure you, these rules that we have uh, exist to protect the manifold, and the school. And so therefore we do not necessarily, we don't feel the need to enforce to the full extent possible by the rules unless the danger of the school and manifold are indeed in, are indeed, safety are indeed in danger. There you go. Um, So, I especially am loath to kick anyone out of the I discovered this place as a way to keep for a safe haven for magic users. And everyone, every single magic user barred from the manifold is one that will never get to know that safe haven. It will take a lot of negative convincing for me to believe that it is necessary to keep you out of the manifold, from what I have seen. 
But I'm not the only one you have to convince. There are eight other professors. So, this is what I do for any student that has ever faced this kind of an issue. I want to try and give you some advice and help you out and make sure that you don't say anything incredibly stupid tonight. I look at Rain <coughs> and Locke. <laughs> uh, excuse me. If we say something incredibly stupid, will that get her barred? Well, see, now that's something else I was going to get to later, but since it's come up. <laughs> it's very possible that you four possess relevant and pertinent information to what will be discussed at this hearing. However, it's incredibly unusual for people not involved with the school to be a part of one of these hearings. So. We were going to defend her. We were going to be her uh, advocates, her attorneys. Well, you can certainly do that, I but. Did not, I, I did not consent to this. <laughs> well, he just said we could do it. How it's, going, how it's going to work. You will be allowed into the hearing. You will have a seat. Far, you will have a seat behind Miss Axwell. You will not speak unless spoken to. We will. We will ask you questions if we feel there's information that you might have that might be pertinent to what we are discussing. But this is a school matter, and so therefore should mostly be dealt with by the school and the student in question. Got it. So. Uh, if you'll recall, Miss Axwell, I did write you a letter um, saying that if you wish, I have managed to spread the rumor well enough that the reason you left was because I sent you on some kind of secret mission. If you wish to use that excuse, I will have to have a degree of plausible deniability as the professors will not terribly appreciate me sending students out on secret missions. Um, but I think the rumors will speak for themselves enough that even while I will not be able to openly say that that was the truth, especially if it's not, you can feel free to discuss the task that I gave you as, a, as the rules for that. Well, I... While I appreciate that that would be something that puts me perhaps in better, uh, I'm trying to think of the word I want to say, uh, in better judgment of my peers and uh, perhaps others within the Marifold, um, I don't think that I would just prefer to take the route of honesty. Full and complete honesty. I think that is wise. At least for your personal character, even if it's not necessarily going to be wise uh, for the count for the, the synod of professors. But um, that's part of the reason I called you. If I'm to help you, I need to know why did you leave. Okay. So <laughs> while I was out and about within the Marifold doing whatever mission it was that I was doing at the time, I had a dream. I don't know if that, if it is a vision 
if it is purely something of my imagination or not. But I, you may or may not know that I do not know who my father is or know much about my, my own past. Um, so I was in this field of flowers that are supposedly supposed to be the axe flower. Which, I do not know if this is a real flower or not, but it, it so felt, it felt very real, it smelled very real, um, so and... You smelled one? Yes. What did it tell you? Uh, well, that I was ready to find my long-lost father, and... I'm prepared to join him, whatever that means. Hmm. So I guess this was really a, a journey of self-discovery in a sense of trying just to find out who this man is or if he does in fact, if, if he's alive, if this axe flower is in fact a real thing or not. So you're searching for the, the, the axe flower? Yeah. What I have been able to research so far is it's a myth in the children's story, like this, this flower does not physically exist to everyone's knowledge. The other thing is that this is potentially a person who has been alive for thousands of years. The story, so yes, the story of the bard that is very real. Um, I never met the Axe personally, but I remember hearing about his exploits on like, the League of the He at the time. Um, although I've heard other stories where they believe it was a she. Um, I heard tales of the Axe exploits as they were still exploring about when I was young. And like I say, I never met them. Do you believe you have any kind of connection to the bard? Well, that the bard potentially has any connection to this in general? I just take out my instrument and show it to him. It's not a strong connection, mind you. Where does this instrument from? My mother tells me it was it belonged to him. So apparently, your father did care quite dearly for the legend of the axe farm. <sighs> Well, I'm not going to try to delve too much into your private life. Mm -hmm. um, I'll simply say that I can tell you the professors will likely question you on how you can be sure that this vision or dream that you have is real. There do exist out there magics that can create dreams within you that seem very real and convincing to you and they might be worried about you being tricked into a situation that could endanger both you and the school um, because you will likely be remind that 
as a member of the Silver Dragon School of Magic, you possess something very, very important that some people want. That ring on your finger. If someone could successfully take that ring and pretend to be you, they could enter the manifold with almost no questions asked. Almost no questions asked. There are other protections in place that could potentially stop them, but they will have made a lot of headway if that were the case. And so the There's really no way to tell whether this dream or vision you had was real or fake. And I'm not going to tell you to believe one way or the other, as I did not have the dream. And I'm not from I'm not I've not experienced your situation. I would advise the best course of action would be at least with this line of questioning to convince the professors of Though there's potential this vision could be false, it, you are capable of defending yourself should the need arise. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where you know, friends can likely come in handy as well. They can back up any stories of exploits you all have done. Um, I, can, I can certainly mention that I have personally been able to confirm that you took down a young blue dragon. Beholder. What about a beholder? We killed one. Well, that's a feat. It was a beholder that had been somehow imbued with the Feywild, and that's what why the secluded forest was so weird, and the secluded forest is now just a normal forest. We do have somewhat proof, but we don't have it here with us. <clears throat> I tell him about uh, Vinden. Oh, okay. You can tell him about Vinden exactly. Like, oh. Now that is a whole nother kind of worm. <laughs> the Order of Dask. It's back. Should be pretty, uh, pretty convincing um, evidence, though. I would imagine. Yes, at least in that track. I mean, I, I know the professors quite well. I'm not going to pretend to fully understand everything that they are going to ask you um, regarding this, but I would say. That is probably the most convincing argument anyone could make as to why you are leaving the Mayfold for that reason was inappropriate, and I think the best response retort to that is confidence in your own abilities. Um, it's not a stalwart defense, as there are those who will say that there are ways of proving your capabilities in order to be able to leave that don't involve leaving immediately. So you might also want to think of a reason for why leaving immediately was so important. doesn't even necessarily have to be a good reason, but at least have something. I don't know. Let's do on it. I'll write it down. Um, let's see. And this is probably a flaw of mine, but if the truth is I left so quickly because I am kind of desperate to find out who I am. I think someone going to appreciate that. I don't know if that's a good enough reason, 
but knowing who you are could make you a better person and a better wizard. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain. I can certainly think of one who appreciate the need for self discovery. So that's the best advice I think I can give for that. Um, I will also warn you. Um, you know me quite well, I'm sure. I'm a fan of procedure, and procedure and precedent is important. The beginning of the this process might seem a tad intimidating, as I will ramble on for a little bit about various... She, on the outside, Nostriana just nods like, yes, but on the inside, she's like, oh, great, he's gonna... Here it comes! <laughs> and I simply wish to explain the process and make sure that things are stated clearly in clear black and white, T's are crossed, I's are dotted, in such a way that no one can blame the system, or the, the, no one will blame you or us for any result that happens, um, in, in the hope to get the most fair result out of what this is. Um, So, it is getting a tad late. Um, you all, you four, will have rooms prepared in my tower down below. Um, you'll each have your individual room. Ms. Axelar, your room is still available in the apprentice quarters. Hmm. So, I fear judgment from my peers as well. <laughs> that is one of the unfortunate things of life. One must learn to deal with. <laughs> so, um, I guess before we adjourn, not adjourn, I, uh, I think adjourn is coming together. No, adjourn is... Adjourn is. Oh, okay, yeah, before we adjourn. <laughs> um, yeah, just think of Perry Mason, court adjourned. Okay. Um, <laughs> before we adjourn, are there any questions that you have for me? I was... It's a bad time to start our legend lore. Yes, uh, let's let, let's wait until later. Um, oh, I guess that's something else I should mention. With the hearing tomorrow, something I will mention. Part of this process will be to establish whether we feel like we would have granted permission. Should, if you had asked. And if we decide yes, all guilt will be totally waived. But, we cannot grant them permission for the same reason. Because then that creates a bad precedent of why do you ask for permission in the first place if you can just get it pardoned later anyway. If everything goes well tomorrow, which I'm not. Is it? Okay. He's a bit hard to read. What he seems to be exuding is brutal honesty. Um, maybe not brutal honesty, but like a, a um, he's like he seems to be being honest, as best you can tell, um, but. There is 
a wisdom behind the eyes that says that he is the kind of poker player that does not show his hand until he, he's won. Um, and knows the value in not revealing everything. Um, so he might be telling the truth, he might not be. He seems to be optimistic from best we can tell. Um, uh, so if everything goes well tomorrow, it will not give you permission to leave the nerf. Now I'm sure you're aware there is another way. Your depth level examination. Yeah. Do you feel prepared for? I mean, we have spent the last month studying. So you, so you've been preparing <laughs> for this contingency. So, if you're prepared, then you can petition the Senate after the um, hearing. Everything go well, and. I think based on the dragon story alone, they'd be convinced to allow you to take your exam. It presents some other issues, but you cross that bridge when we get there. Um, and then let's wait until after the examination is over, with the examination panel, to do the legend law. It will give me less to have be worrying about <laughs> <laughs> when I do this, because uh, there's also something um, I want to give to you all and show you all. Uh, regarding that, um, a relic from Titania that should be quite helpful for you. Any other questions? Uh, this is not a this is not a tyranny. You know, feel free to go about the castle now as you view fit. Um, Us as well. Well, you're not allowed. None of you are allowed in the library. I'll say that now. <laughs> the library is for students only, current and former. No worries here. <laughs> ah, I see. Someone hasn't learned the value of a book yet. My mentor used to say that every book is a magical item if you just know how to extract its information. Amen. That was right? uh, pretty worried. I'm already all I have that. If you go about the castle, I'm going to ask you actually to not go about the castle at the moment. This being a school and filled with people from um, the youngest students we have are around 15 or so, and we have ages all the way up to nine on ancient, <laughs> for some people, um, rumors spread quite fast. And I like to try and be the uh, arbiter of the rumor mill as much as possible. Night. <laughs> he leads you out of the office and then he kind of says something out to the stairwell basically um, basically he says the like fourth floor please and he it goes down <laughs> which so none of you having ridden something well you've probably you've definitely ridden something like this before but now all of you there's maybe a little bit of like <laughs> motion sickness going on yeah um and as you get down, there is, again, the whole, like, door carves out in front of you, and you open up, and there's kind of a hallway with, um, 
it seems to be fairly long, but you can only see five doors. And there's a whole bunch of spots where like, feels like there should be more doors in this hallway, but mm. this place is tight. Uh, so do we need to come up with a reason as to why it was so important for you to leave immediately or do you have it Uh, other than what I told him I do not have a reason Uh, well I am wondering uh, why did you start becoming a wizard in the first place I thought magic was fun. Right. It was cool. That was a more simple answer than I was <laughs> expecting. Uh, and you have a relationship with your mother? A relationship? Uh, not a good one. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, w- I guess the reason why I'm asking is because the angle that I was thinking of is just you needed to discover this about yourself so that you could become a better person and be- better wizard. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought maybe knowing why you became a wizard would, would be able to kind of lend to that. I feel like Legend War is going to help us. We're not going to we're not gonna get that until after the hearing. So it's not going to help us at all. She doesn't need a reason to leave until after she's cleared of these structures. Well, what I'm talking about is why did she leave originally? Why did she have to leave right then and there? Mm-hmm. Is what we need to convince them of. Why did, couldn't she have just asked or waited until after her exams? Kismet. Karma. It was time. Or, I mean, you just felt like it was time, right? That's kind of what your dream told you, that it was time to do this? Yeah. And it just kind of gave you a strong pull to, like, I have to do this right now? I mean, I don't think it was any kind of magic that did anything to your dream to make you have that dream. I don't think anybody's trying to trick you. I think it's just (laughs) you had this dream that gave you a very strong message that you had to pursue right then and there. And it was so important to you that you dropped everything. You know, who cares about the consequences right now? This is what I have to do. I mean, to me, I think that's good enough reason. I mean, it's the truth. You said you wanted to be honest. So, really the only thing you can do is be completely honest. Just tell them everything that you know and they're going to judge how they're going to judge anyway. Alright, well, we're going straight honest. We don't have to make up anything. Persuasive, though, would be Honest and persuasive. I mean, so. I, I am also trying to find out if this is, in fact, just hokum. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I would be afraid with that argument that some of the professors would think that she doesn't take the school as something important or just take it seriously in general. Well, how are your, how are your grades? How were my grades? How were you know? How were you as a student in this school? Well, here's with having expertise in Arcana, you were probably pretty damn good. Okay. okay. Well, and also I like to generally, just generally have it to be in my campaigns. The players are kind of exceptional examples of. Mm-hmm. You guys are all kind of like, maybe not wunderkinds, but like 
some degree of. Certainly not Wunderkinds. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Here's oh, another yeah, question that might be thing. relevant. Is there any kind of precedent, or at least other examples, of people having dreams or visions that are prophetic and need to be followed? <laughs> because if that's a thing that's known to the to the magical people of the miracle, then then you can say there it was. I can't prove it to you, but there it was. Well, there is a spell that you can insert yourself into somebody's dreams and. Make yourself look however you want. And I think they're already suspect of that angle anyway. Right. Yeah. There yeah. are there are examples of true prophetic dreams, or at least people claim that they've had prophetic type dreams. It's one of those things where um, it could happen. There's no there's nothing that says that it can't. It's but just it can also be faked. Mm-hmm. I feel or, like it sounds like it's or, easier to fake it than it is to happen upon a miracle dream. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty rare that the gods or someone is like. Here's a dream to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot more common that someone has the ability to cast a fifth level spell. Yeah. So I, I mean, I would just have him look at your history as a student. You know, obviously you took this very seriously. Mm-hmm. Wasn't something that you took lightly, but that speaks to how strong this message was. You can also, I would say, use us as an example as to like we're all people under. Uh, unique, unlikely circumstances, and we all somehow found each other. So, I mean, if you somehow came across somebody who's chasing a dead god in a fairy tale, mm-hmm. someone who fell into a puddle and became magical all of a sudden, somebody uh, who's seeking a feather that may not even exist from a creature that may not even exist, yeah. and you searching for. Uh, made up for like a potentially a song, yeah, a song from a song. another dimension. Yep. So when you birds of a feather and all that. <laughs> whenever you group us together like In that. In this case, yeah. <laughs> the literal bird of a feather. <laughs> so when you look at it like that, your prophetic gene doesn't sound so off the wall. It doesn't yeah. seem strange yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was asleep for. Years. Really? Yeah, years, years. Did we know that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you touched on it. Yeah. But uh, it's just as real. How long was the bee that you took as soon as you woke up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Honestly, though, if they want to know about strange, you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. I fell into a goddamn puddle and here I am. <laughs> I am literally the most average person, <laughs> except for this thing. Yeah, it still hurts. <laughs> I also feel like, and I'm going to pull out my mistress amulet, that the people here would appreciate the gravity of this more than most. We'll be there if yeah. you need help. Just tell us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My hand's like... Alright, well I don't think there's anything else we can do to prepare. Mm-hmm. We've been studying. Uh, besides that, you've been fighting monsters ever since you left the Mirfold, so mm-hmm. I think you're as prepared as you'll ever be. Yeah, I mean you're literally one of the smartest people I've ever met, so I think you're nice. good. 
I turn very red. <laughs> so I would just get some sleep, try not to be nervous, and we'll be here for you in the morning. Yeah, take that in context. I mean, he hangs around with me and Dorme a lot. Okay, maybe you're kind of smart, but... <laughs> maybe. You call him Granny Stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's relative. <laughs> Stupid is as stupid does. Also, if you would prefer not to go back to your uh, quarter and face your peers, uh, I can sleep on the floor tonight if you like. Oh no, I. We all face consequences. All right. Just the longer you run from it, the worse it gets. Mm. Fair enough. Then I'm going to bed. Me too. Alright. Nighty night. Anything cool in the room? <laughs> it's it's nicely decorated. Yeah. Um, a lavish guest room. There are um <laughs> There's like a there's like a little a little coffee table with some kind of books spread out and they're just on they're they're like coffee table magic books. Yeah, it's like it's like people magazine. I will definitely peruse those before bed. It's a lot of stuff that you kinda knew, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's got some interesting, like, histories of magic schools and that kind of stuff, and talking a little bit about the Silver Dragon and how it's, I mean, it's most definitely the newest school, and I'm mm-hmm. um, talking a little bit about um, the Aetherian Synod, which is in Wolf's Ford. And, All right. Um, enough for you head back to your quarters, or you kind of head back to the, the cobblestone courtyard, back to the little um, garden area, and then... Where all the classrooms were, there's a tower kind of adjacent, like further at the, at the end of the hall. And you start heading up, and you know how this works is basically all the way up the, the tower, there are people with uh, kind of pocket dimension rooms. Um, you can only see your door, though. And so it looks like just a, ba- a blank wall all the way up, except for certain places every now and then. Like some people keep their door open, you know, the college dorms. Um, and so you, I imagine, probably tried to walk really fast yeah. <laughs> past those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, still catching the eye of a few students as you go, as they're walking about. (laughs) Um, and you eventually get to your room, which is about like three quarters of the way up. You kind of got the shitty end of the stick if you don't like climbing stairs. Um, but you go in the room. (laughs) Not quite. There are people further up, but, um. And I mean, your room, uh, it's about the size of that room back there, kind of similar setup. You got the bed on one side, desk on the other, and there's room in the center for like practicing spells and such. And then are you just going to bed? Yeah. And it's a restless kind of sleep. <laughs> yeah. The next morning, um, you hear a loud knock at your door, and. Uh, not like authoritative, but like yeah. a, 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 a present <laughs> knock. Actually, before, because I assume we knew when they when she had to get up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'll go knock at her door about an I don't hour. Think you can go I don't think you can I don't see it. Can go you you don't even know where her door is. Uh, never mind. Yeah, we can't leave the castle. We'll Wander about the castle. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, we can discuss this ahead of time if it's possible before any of this goes down. Rain would just 
lead you in like an hour meditation to get you all calm and focused. Right. Maybe that would give you some kind of... So, you hear there. the knock, and you guys all get a knock as well. And that's right. You're, you, um, you know that there is an unseen servant that is now in front of you holding a letter. Uh, uh, for the rest of you, there's just kind of a letter there floating. It seems to be like handed to you, and you guys could take it. Um, and um, they all say some kind of variation. Um, for you guys, it's uh, you have been summoned to participate in the hearing of Miss Anaxarana Axflower and attaining reasoning as to why she left the Mariful. It's very, very wordy. You get a sense Eastern probably wrote, wrote this. Yeah, there's a chair that keeps the groupie fine. It's the legs wiggle round enough to where the hole's gotten so big the screw keeps falling out. The only thing I can think of is maybe trying to dip this in some wood glue, but it doesn't feel like a great solution. Um, and you, uh, all you four kind of come out. Uh, Not yours very specifically says you are summoned to a hearing. To explain your reasoning for leaving the Marifold, please be present at the great at the entrance hall before the great hall in uh, at this hour. And it's a, you have a couple hours until it starts, but you've now you've now been officially summoned, and they want you to basically go to the entrance hall now and wait. And you guys, the unseen servants, um, as you like take the letter and read it, they actually become visible very shortly. And lead you down, and then lead you through the castle, and you guys meet in the great hall. Like this, it's you kind of are led through the great hall, and then into this kind of this entrance hall where it's got the big, the the real big double doors that lead into the great hall, which are shut behind you. Um, it's uh, got like various suits of armor just around, and banners for the school, the similar thing of just the blue field with the profile of the silver dragon. And you all, you guys are currently left alone. Yeah. And you have like. Hour and a half, two hours until the hearing is supposed to start. Well, here we are. An hour and a half to two hours, you said? Mm-hmm. Meditation. Okay. That ought to get her some kind of bonus. Don't know what kind. Oh, it ought to, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it's for. Clear the mind. Focus. When they are done with that, I'm going to... Screaming in their faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use motivational speech. Okay. Which... Do you have the inspirational leader for this? Or is that... What is that? It's a... No, it's a spell. It's a oh. level spell. And, I mean, it gives you five temporary hit points, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think that's needed. what this is. <laughs> and it gives you advantage on wisdom saving throws, which I don't think you all need. You probably fire by combat. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> throwing what I can at you. Motivational speech doesn't seem like it's super magic-y either, so... That would boost me up to, you said five? Ten yeah. hit points. Mm-hmm. Boost me up to 41. Woo! Watch out now. Squishy wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's all I got. You guys are all hanging out in the, the kind of entrance hall before the Great Hall, and there's like an hour. Uh, Rain spent an hour meditating with an astronaut, and there's about an hour could before the mirror. Right. Yeah, well, and I could, uh, can I do my. Majestic parents. The mental inspiration. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah um, okay, you want to do that like just before it starts, though, because okay. it doesn't last that long. So I'll, but you, I'll, I tell you, you can do that. You can I'll play you in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. Uh, processional. <laughs> I'll give a long, long speech, remind her of all the preparation she's done, and uh, it all rhymes. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's really inspired. What does that do again? You'll have a D ten, I think, is your inspiration in it. I think so. Um, you'll have a D ten that you can use. Well, I'll say that he, he does it just before the hearing starts, so you have it. I mean, the hearing will probably last longer than ten minutes, but we'll just kind of fudge shit and say that you can use it at any point during the hearing. Okay. Um, can I, um, I don't know if this will last, but I'll bless you as well. I'll bless you, me, and Ray. How long is that? I'll bless you. A minute. A minute. Uh, man, um, man, never mind. Yeah, I, I don't want to fudge it that much. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't ask you to. If you need bless, just sneeze real quick. And yeah. Bless you. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> they would be able to tell you. Yeah. yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other preparations you guys want to do? That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, then at some point, as the um, as you guys are kind of just discussing and trying, not trying to be calm, heading into the situation. Uh, hopefully with Eastgrim's reassuring words <laughs> in your mind, um, you see the doors just open in front of you. Um, and you see, at the very far end of the Great Hall, on the dais, um, there are nine figures sitting at a long table. And there is um, a lot of the... At, at that end of the hall, a lot of those longer dining tables have been moved, and there is now... Um, as table with a single seat kind of directly opposite where the professors are and behind that a little bit of the left a little bit longer table with four seats you guys go in with Dorme kind of gently uh, playing you in with this very big open hall that kind of reverberates and it's louder than maybe intended <laughs> or is it <laughs> or is it Um, you see some of the professors give like some of the professors give like a a, a, (laughs) like WWF (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be so loud in a a big room like that Um, with stone walls alright so you eventually go up and you sit and you see that there is um, so just to give you so a range from left to right the professors um on the far left, you know, is Professor Braca. Um, he is a half-orc male. Looks to be kind of middle-aged. Some various wrinkles beginning to set in. Has um, like this very thick um, black hair that he has currently, like just stripped back and in, into a kind of ponytail. Um, he wears um, kind of bits of fitted metal that are somewhat shaped and seem to be like they don't touch his body. It seems like they are all connected via kind of a kind of perpetual mage armor spell. Um, so it's like he has this like I can't think of the word. It's like amalgamous armor that is both mage armor and real armor that he wears with a um, a uh, with green robes underneath and a large green cape. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh He's, you know, he's the head of the abjuration school. Um, <coughs> next to him, uh, you see a dwarf female. Looks to be older. 
um, has, looks like, um, she has kind of a short pixie cut of what looks to have mostly been golden hair, but is really starting to kind of silver, <laughs> and very bright blue eyes, and wears a very long purple robe with very deep cuffs and a large, um, kind of golden necklace with, like, the various, like, large squares and kind of triangles around it, um, with various rubies inset, and a large black leather belt. Uh, you know that this is Professor Falthra Goldfinder, head of the School of Conjuration. Wait, what? What was her name? Falthra Goldfinder. Mm, if she had, if she was a professor, what? Conjuration. And then next to her, you see uh, a halfling female. Um, wears uh, a very light blue robe uh, tied with just a simple rope in the front and the nice light blue cape. You know that the, the cape is the sign of m- mastery. Um, that's the it's it's like your um, the stupid doctoral hat. <laughs> it looks like a circular cape. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's that equivalent except it's cooler because it's a cape. Um, <laughs> And uh, she has very messy red hair and very um, dark brown eyes. Uh, you know that this is Professor Ginny Goldfound. The head of divination. Um, next to her, you see a gnome male. There's a little bit of, it's almost like a little... I didn't even realize I had them arranged like this. It's a little bit of like a descending scale of, of <laughs> half orc, dwarf, halfling gnome. Um, this is he. He has kind of like a bald, like he's like bald, like bald on top, and this ring of white hair around the side of his head. Looks to be an older gnome, um, and a very large white beard. That's a tad unkempt. Um, he wears a very drab gray robe. Um, he is known to not wear his cape. Um, and just a simple brown belt. You know that this is Professor Alvin Garrick. Head of enchantment. <coughs> Next to him sits Ysgrim. I've already described him, so I don't feel the need to do it again. History of He's the, he is the head professor of the history of the history of the arcane. And and the head arcanist. Uh, next to him, you see there is a red dragonborn that you know is quite old. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, wears um, a very deep red robe. That it's so as a red dragonborn, his is like kind of a brighter red. This is more of like a like a, like a deep maroon kind of color um, with. Gold hems and a golden, like a golden painted leather belt, and he wears his cape kind of off to the side. Um, you know that this is Professor Ildrex, head of evocation. Next to him sits a human male. Um, this is uh, so he wears like very it, he's. Got like a um, a darker complexion um, with um, deep brown eyes and very curly black hair that's slightly messy. You know, this is, so he's very young. This is the, 
the professor that a lot of the girls really like taking his class. He's, he's the youngest professor by far. Everyone guesses maybe somewhere in his 30s. Um, oh, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and a very attractive man. <laughs> Um, with like big dreamy eyes and stuff, and he wears he has like a very like defined jawline, and he has like just a, a, a kind of like more like Colby style of beard where it's very close to shaven to the face. He's not really handsome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he wears like a couple earrings on one side, and um, like does a little bit of like the wingtip eyeliner thing, uh, and known to be very boisterous. No, boisterous isn't the right word. Charismatic. Charismatic. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Um, and he wears um, very extravagant-looking silken robes um, that are this very deep purple with these very intricate golden patterns kind of woven throughout. It looks actually vaguely similar to the scarf that Dormay wears. Um, and you kind of guess uh, this is uh, Professor Mansour Khalid, the head of Illusion. Uh-huh. And That's what I thought. he... Uh, <laughs> You, you gather, he, he's from Cephas, of the continent, and you remember vaguely that the silk that Dorme has for his scarf is Cephasian silk. Mm. And so you imagine that's probably his robes as well. I imagine he's really ugly too. <laughs> um, next to him sits your least favorite professor. Um, it is a, looks to be, he's uh, an elf, and he's like elf young, so he's like, Probably a couple hundred years old, but for an elf, really not that old. Um, and uh, mostly just wears black. <laughs> just kind of black robe, black cape. Uh, this is Professor Carrick Baravan. He's not a necromancer, surely. <laughs> <And necromancy. laughs> uh, all, the all-black goth wizard? <laughs> what a guess. Does he bully other students? No, he is not Snake. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry I keep making. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's very much uh, careful not to cut yourself on all that edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet um, his backstory is super dark. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last professor um, you see is kind of a middle-aged human, kind of on the older end of middle age, though, a human female. Um, she wears a nice light blue robe with a gray cape. And she, uh, she's not wearing it now, but you know she often wears like this very large gray pointed hat with these large hawk feathers sticking out of it. Hell yeah. Um, with the white brim. Uh, and uh, she's got kind of longish brown hair with various kind of gray hairs kind of going out, going around. You know that this is Professor Elizabeth Northfleet? The head trans- of trans- transmutation. <laughs> so the professor that you spent a lot of time with when you were here. Also because her name is like my mother. So that's, that's what helped me remember who. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so as you sit down, uh, Isgrim stands up and says, So, now that we are all here, I will begin by stating the reason for this hearing. Here we go. This hearing is to determine reason for a breach of rules and decide the appropriate action. There is no assumption of guilt that shall be made, and there shall be a presumption of innocence unless contrary information comes to light. I would also like to stipulate that all parties present at this hearing are trusted to be upstanding, honorable academics and will seek to do what is in the best interest both for this school and their own personal well-being. 
And so therefore there shall be absolutely no use of magical means to coerce any information from anyone in any situation. So, uh, I will begin the proceedings by asking a few questions of you, Miss Axfire. Did you, when you left the Marefold, leave under your own power and, due to, and willingly? Yes. Were you aware that, as an apprentice, leaving the Marefold is not permitted except by express written permission by the Synod of Professors? Yes. So, <laughs> this council will then partially serve to, a, to potentially award a retroactive permission should appropriate reasoning be determined. I would then like to turn it over to you, Ms. Axflower, and please explain your reasoning for leaving the Marefold to the Synod of Professors. Do I have to say that? No, you can just say basically what you said yesterday. Yeah, I will say exactly to them what I told Eastburn. Okay. You see there are some like sideways glances kind of throughout, and the professors kind of looking at each other, and they rightly are writing things down, taking notes. Uh, um, the first professor to speak up is Professor Brock, the half orc with the kind of. Um, the half orc with the kind of like mix of uh, real and magical armor. Um, let's see. Um, and he states, Where were you when you first had this dream? Were you in the Marifold? Yes. Okay. And are you aware that there are ways that a dream or a vision like this can be faked? Yes, I am deeply aware of that. Uh, at that point, you see. Which one I would be most worried about this? You got that. Green tea. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> My own urine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I've drank green tea. Maybe drinkable tea. Get those antibodies back in. Drinkable pee? It's called urine therapy. It would still be. Um, so much tension in this room. I guess it still would be Braca. So, how can you feel sure that this vision or dream was not faked? With all due respect, I feel fairly capable in my. Abilities to recognize these things. Um, as you know, my grades were reflective of my capabilities. And I felt the message in this dream was so powerful that it was not to be ignored. Um, Extraordinarily so. Okay, and then... <laughs> he just, I just imagine the, the Jack Nicholas gif. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well. <laughs> uh, you see, Professor Northfleet speaks up and says, Well, I don't know how much your grades really pertain to the issue here of how you know whether this vision or not was fake. Well, you say you feel very confident in your capabilities of recognizing these things. What makes you feel that it is, what, what seems so recognizable 
be real from the room. Uh, I'm not making these faces anymore. Well, you're, I mean, you can't totally avoid these kinds of things, <laughs> but th- you get a feeling that they understand that you're nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you ask the question again, please? <laughs> what capabilities are you so... Like, what, what made this vision so recognizably real? That... <clears throat> Do I have my instrument on me? Yeah. Like, that my supposed father actually had in his possession and was playing this exact instrument, and that I could identify it, identify it and smell, like, the flowers that were uh, there. And I, again, I know that Illusions can be very, very convincing. Um, you see Professor Goldfound um, chimes in. And says, well, with all due respect, Professor Norfleet, I think I probably am best to speak on these kinds of matters myself as an enchantment specialist myself. Oh, she was divination. Um, Gold, oh, sorry, divination. Um, as a divination. I understand. So... With a fake dream like one, who knew? Who have you told about your father, your relationship with your father, or this violin? Just my my cohorts here. Before leaving the Mantle, then, I guess. Oh. Before you had this vision. Nobody. <laughs> they all immediately <laughs> are taking notes. <laughs> um, you don't know whether good or bad, it might be good. Um, And so, and Professor Goldfound kind of continues, well, yes, the visions like this are often um, quite strange. They can be forged. But I honestly think the strangeness of it is also convincing. It's kind of speaking to the professors as well. The strangeness of it feels somewhat convincing as well. A lot of times with these kinds of, when someone tries to forge a dream, I found, they make it too realistic, too convincing. so, I think, certainly, the fact that this was strange and came at a strange time is, lends credit to the story. Um, and if uh, I, then I'm... Professor Mansour Khalid jumps in and uh, says, well, it is all well and good, but if... You feel so convinced that this was real. Why did you not simply come and ask the Synod uh, for permission? That was perhaps a mistake on my part. But I'm also, if I may also just confess, I am so desperate to find out who I am. I have no idea who my father is. And... I have no one else in my life. And you see Professor Ildrich chimes in at this point um, and says, uh, and what have you found out so far? 
There's not much information out there, I'll be quite honest. Oh, let me be more polite. Uh, what have you found out so far about yourself on the journey of self-discovery? Well, that I actually do feel quite confident in my capabilities to defend myself. Um, my cohorts can tell you that we have, in fact, um, taken down a couple of very significant and dangerous creatures. He's come chimes in and says, I personally can confirm that they were able to kill a young blue dragon by the name of Ralthor. Um, immediately some notes are taken. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then Lee's going to get back to the other side of the interruption just to give a no, confirmation of your story. You're good. <laughs> and a beholder. Of, uh, <laughs> you see a lot of them go, uh, and they immediately look to you all, uh, and Ildrix looks and says, can you all confirm them? Yes. Confirmed. Well, maybe confirm is the wrong word. Do you have, do you have evidence that would confirm, or do you also affirm or assert that you all killed a beholder? Hold on, stop. I'll stop. Yenrik. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> please, please take over. You see... <laughs> oh my. Um, you see a couple of the professors... You see... There's like a mix of reactions. A couple of the professors are like... Looking... Are kind of like looking... What the hell's going on? A couple of the professors are like kind of chuckling. And you see a couple of the professors... Like an ease group especially is, is like... Sitting there smirking with a grin of, oh, I remember this. <laughs> uh, we all can affirm to the fact that a beholder was felled in the secluded forest. Uh, we were sent there by, uh, who were we? in, uh, in an effort to find the organ of the wilds for our cohort here. Okay. Um, the only proof that we do have is we were able to save a an order of a member of the order of Drask Dask Dask something that had been there for we calculated oh, 3, for over years? three thousand years forty six hundred years forty six hundred years yeah I thought it was over three thousand too well that is over three thousand yeah we do not have him here with us as we didn't take it upon ourselves to tell him where he should and should not go but if needed I can contact him magically. Uh, Eastgrim uh, chimes and says, um, well, you all rubbed some interesting elbows. You're all, I did not know that you all enough of Corellathon. Um, you can attest to that as well. We will see it if we feel there is need for that. Uh, I will simply say, as the professor of, the, of history of the arcane, I would recommend not contacting this member of the Order of Dask too much. I don't know how much you know about them, but a lot of scholarship has been found in the last couple of decades that indicates that there was something strange about their order that was not quite right, and perhaps a tad nefarious. You're not the first one to tell us this. That's good that you've been pre-warned. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then Professor Alvin Garrick, the little, the older gnome, chimes in, and uh, to... And to so you said that the secluded forest was, it was the secluded forest where you killed the, the, the beholder, right? It was, and if you go there now, you'll find that it is not nearly as secluded as it once was. That's strange. Was it something to do with the fae? You said it was something to do with the fae. As soon as the beholder was felled, the 
force was dispelled as well. I'll start doing with the organ. <laughs> Looking at you and uh, you and Oscarana, going, hmm, we have a bunch of fairy tale chasers here, apparently. <laughs> um, I am also chasing a fairy tale, so if you if you put her uh, dream into context, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem so strange when you put her in a group of other fairy tale chasers. Mm-hmm. Birds of a feather flock together, I guess. Why did really in your case? Although I don't see I don't see I don't see many black feathers on the rest of you. Um, I'm looking for a uh, phoenix feather. <laughs> a lot of fairy tale chasers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so. On the matter of chasing fairy tales, what evidence have you found that the axe flower even exists then? How futile does your search seem so far? It does not seem very fruitful, I'll be honest. Uh, there is, of course, the old children's story of this flower that may or may not exist. And there's also this, uh, there are some recountings, I guess for lack of a better term, of an actual person instead of a flower. Ah, yes, the bard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was what I was going to suggest. Um, looking deeper into the bard might, might yield some good results, but that's not my place to um, tell you what you should do with your own journey. Did, any, didn't somebody recognize your bard at one point, too? That's Am you I making that up, or was it me? You, you <laughs> vaguely... I mean, yeah, you, yeah, it was... Yeah, you okay. kind of were like, hmm, this seems okay. like it might have belonged well, to this mind. person that probably would have been someone that Yinrik would have been like, this guy's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I feel like that would have helped. Um, well, let's see. What is Is that the AC? Is that noise? Oh, yeah, that's the AC. RAC's real loud. Wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it still works. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's super, something super wrong with this. Mm-hmm. What the heck? And you see uh, Professor Goldfinder chimes in. So, so you have found, so you made no progress in actually finding the Axe then? No. So what have you been doing then? Are we free to talk to? She's, now, it seems like the questions have been more directed to her. Okay. I'm, I guess you could say I empathize with all of these people's need to find themselves, so I've been helping them in their journeys as well. <laughs> More notes. <laughs> um, Uh, then Professor Northfleet chimes in again. So, if well, if you haven't been able to make much progress in your own personal journey, what have you learned then beyond what you beyond yourself? What things have you learned that you might not have learned here at the school? Um, 
Uh, on the spot much. Yeah. <laughs> that just pulls him out of bed I can't. and starts eating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see the way he's eating him too. It's kind of like a fever. It's just like. <laughs> I guess to give you a place like to start, what spells have you learned in your time away? One does not go adventuring and not learn more spells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what ones did I know before? Um, <laughs> you knew six, or you knew... Yeah, it'd be six first level spells. Well, no, you knew eight first level spells, because it started level <clears> two. <throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew eight first level spells. So basically anything that's second level or above, you have learned on this journey so far. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't need a laundry list, but examples. Ooh, like... Like chromatic orb, comprehensive language. Well, that's level one. Uh, level what or above? Two or above. Anything above level one is something that you learned while not in the Marifold. Okay. Uh, Nope's acid arrow, invisibility, dragon's breath, locate objects, uh, blindness, nep- blindness, deafness, uh, spider climb, layman's tiny hut, fireball, lightning bolt. Water breathing, charm monster, polymorph, greater invisibility, and private sanctum. Yeah, you got polymorph. Yeah. Transmutationist. That's like the bread and butter of, yeah. of that type of wizard. Um, you see, Eldrix kind of sits there and chuckles at, and looks at Elizabeth. Well, I think I've maybe convinced another student over to my school there. <laughs> you seem to have a lot of invocation spells and not many transmutation in there. I mean. I, I just I could do okay. all the spells you have seem quite useful. Um, <laughs> Northly kind of gives like a little bit of a <laughs> passive aggressive glance at Ildrex. Um, and it says, So, that's quite some impressive spells you've learned. Do you feel that they've been applicable? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you see that there's a moment where the professors do seem to kind of quiet down. There don't seem to be questions just popping up. And Ysgrim speaks up and says, So, it seems that the professors have the information that they would like. Is there anything you would like to finally state? And then I will turn it over to you if you all have any final statements as well. Oh, boy. Perhaps it would be wiser, having seen the earlier exchange, why don't you all say your final statement first? Well, I think on top of just the spells that you can read in, Miss Axflower's notebook, what you wouldn't see are the relationships she's made, the allies that she's made, the, the practical knowledge application that she would have gotten at the school. Um, she's gotten a real world view of the way people view us magic users, mm-hmm. which can't be taught here in the Marifold. You see Eldrick's get a very, very kind of solemn look on his face. Because <laughs> I imagine you're probably watching him a lot. Um, and we've changed a lot of people's lives for the better. And we couldn't have done that without the help of Miss Axflara. And we hope that you let her continue her journey and that we may help you out. <laughs> we may continue to help her. He's going to look to the rest of you. Do you have anything else you want to say? 
I mean, so far we've been successful at everything we've set out to do. Um, and I can't imagine we could have done it without her. Uh, we're all alive today. Again, I don't think that without any one of us, we would all still be alive today. Um, be powerful allies for them. Uh, you, you see several of the professors give a little bit of a chuckle and says, and Eastgrim, Eastgrim does say, I remember being in your shoes and having to make a similar point. I will point out you're looking at a synod of nine extremely powerful, well-experienced wizards. I'm not going to mention how they're all hiding away. <laughs> <laughs> Said needed to be said. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Miss Axflower has been indispensable in our pursuit of our various different quests, as we would are, are willing and eager to help her with hers. Mm-hmm. There is also the cataclysmic peril that the plane is facing that all of us are trying to forestall including Miss x which hasn't come up yet you think cataclysmic planar peril would be high on the list well I think you'll find as you delve more into the adventuring world the world is always (laughs) cataclysmic planar (laughs) peril at the brink it's just not comfortable to think about that all the time, and so we'd rather like to pretend that everything's okay most of the time. But it's people well, okay. like you that keep it from happening. Well, yeah, we're, we're working on probably one of the many cataclysmic planar perils that are facing the plane at this time. Very well. If I have to set my Oh, that's right. As I've mentioned, I am have gone on this journey to just find out who I am and I like to I like to help those around me also fully know who, who they are. And just in general, want to make the world a better place for all of us as much as I can. Then, if you'll allow us some time to deliberate, we'll make our decision and get back to you as soon as possible. And you see, Eastgrim like waves his hand, and a big old, a big ass fucking wall springs up in front of you. Hmm. Oh, we're not just dismissed from the room? The room has been dismissed from you. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Um, and uh, <laughs> I will currently work on what the professors are going to decide. Uh, feel free to discuss. How are your hands? <laughs> very sweaty. <laughs> like in IRL, very sweaty. <laughs> 
discuss for a little while you it's there's apparently some deep discussions going on it you've been there for probably a good 45 minutes an hour a little over an hour passes and eventually the wall comes down um and you see uh Isgrim seems to be smiling and says i'm pleased to inform you miss axwell that the senate of professors has decided that um while it was inappropriate leave without asking permission, and we would certainly not recommend it, uh, that your reason for leaving has been retroactively approved, and so therefore you are allowed to continue being a student here at the Silver Dragon School of Magic, and allowed continue access, continued access here to the Mayerfold. Is there anything else you would like to discuss? Seems like giving you like a little bit of a nod. <laughs> Well, I am very grateful, first of all. I think that in my time away and in my time here, through all that time, I am, I feel that I'm ready for my next step. Your adept level examination. So, should we consider this a formal petition to take your adept level examination? Yes. <laughs> um, the professors kind of look at each other. There, there's a general consensus of nods. And say, very well. This will present some interesting issues, but we'll cross those bridges when we get there. How ready are you? We've been studying for a month. <laughs> very well. <laughs> you will have the rest of today, all of tomorrow, to finish your preparations. After that, your... Theoretical examination will take place. I will remind you it will be similar to what you have, what you see here. You four will not be allowed into the room, unfortunately, this time. It will be just Miss Axflower and us. Each professor, similar to your apprentice level examinations, will ask you three questions. We ask that you, uh, or in order to pass, you need to get 19 correct. Up to 27. Um, obviously, it's, it's the same system. We recommend that you try to get one question right in each category. Try to have two schools of magic where you are perfect, and five schools of magic where you get at least two. You can get any combination of 19 that you wish, obviously, but that is simply how we recommend you try going there. <laughs> then we shall reconvene in two days' time. Okay. A lot of time to sweat. <laughs> oh, they can't go into the library. It's like, no. Nope. Okay. What can, no what? How bad we might want to. 
are there certain areas where I may be allowed to show them around? Not to touch I mean, Isgram actually, actually says, if you actually will stay behind, I will talk to you all regarding the, those arrangements. And the rest of the professors kind of work their way out. It's a little bit of that slow thing where they're like kind of talking and discussing things and like catching up and Eastgrim's sitting there going, I wonder when they're going to fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then they eventually work their way out. If I can catch Ildrex's eye before I leave and just kind of give him a, like a nod. Ildrex does not really stick around to chat. He kind of goes. Okay. Um, uh, Eastgrim comes up to you all and says, well, I think that went about as well as I was expecting. <laughs> you can breathe easy now. Well, a little bit. You do have your depth level examinations coming up. Yeah. Nope, no breathing easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, based on what I've seen from what you all are capable of, I don't think you should be too worried. Yeah. Are we not able to help? Beholders? We're not able to help her, though, are we? Oh, but you've helped her learn. So, as far as wandering about the castle... You all, I will say that you all are free now. And now, there are a lot of divination protections all throughout the school, but I am sure somehow someone has found a way to listen into this here. And so, I'm sure there is, everyone now knows who you are, why you're here, and so there's no point in me trying to protect you or anyone else. <laughs> that information. Feel free to wander about. If any harm comes to any student. Well, yes. <laughs> and you all will die. Oh. <laughs> A painful death. This school, I just don't wish to understate how important this school is and my students are to me. I don't expect you to do this, but I just am a, I am a person who believes in not leaving things to be assumed. Okay, That's hold on, hold on. I was munching some cookies here, and I missed something. Where did we go from you're about to take your exam to we all die a painful death? I missed the part in between that. I'm simply it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek of a warning of use your best judgment on what to do and what not to do in school. So don't kill anybody, is what you're saying. Obviously, don't hurt anyone. Okay, well, I, I, I wasn't planning to use anybody. <laughs> my apologies, my sense of humor is quite strange. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm a little busy to be doing tours, but perhaps at... At some point, you might find me at some conjunction, and I might be able to tell you a little bit about the school, perhaps, but um, I actually have some work I need to go do. Feel free to wander. Yeah. Please. Speaking of student... He actually passed back in. Miss um, Axfile will inform you about meal times. <laughs> do I know when meals are? Yes. Okay. So, pretty much anywhere but the library? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, best place. Oh, no! I mean... There's that museum. Let's go back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's, it's I have to I have to go to that. I, <laughs> I do too actually. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay. Um, you guys have 
so a day and a half, essentially, to wander about the castle and do what you like. Would you like to study? Probably not a bad idea. <coughs> we'll do that. Okay. I'm literally just going to wander around. Just looking at Chip. Yeah, I mean, I'll Nothing you. in particular. Don't, don't touch anything. <laughs> Trust me. How I'm many going. times do you think you accidentally wander into a classroom while sessions in, in or a class a classes in session? <laughs> just out of curiosity. Probably quite a few times. After a couple times, Eastrim will probably meet with you and point out which buildings are the classroom buildings, and so it's literally all classroom. So there's no point in going into any of them. I'm walking around thinking about how fortunate it is that I'm already rich. <laughs> and all the trouble it's probably keeping me out of. <laughs> there are quite a few quite nice looking things about. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Like in various like suits of armor and mm-hmm. such, and very nice tapestries and banners. Do they have shops? Not at the school. But in the Mirafold. Yeah. The Mirafold's a bigger... A, 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 yeah. there, there's, there's two prominent cities. Okay. Um, the school is just kind of its own entity. It's not in a city. No. Okay. It's actually, as you wander around, it's, it's in the middle of a dense fucking forest. Oh, cool. Um, no distractions. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like... Study, study. It's... and Because, it, like, normally for a castle, obviously, it's meant to be a fortification, so, like, the, any forest that's around it is, like, cut out for, like, a like half seven. mile or so. Um, but not the case here. Um, it is just... In, oh, not yeah, the, it is just in the middle of a forest. Like, you walk through those, like, covered... Outdoor hallways and mm. it's there's there's trees oh, twenty feet away from you. That sounds beautiful. Actually, um, you actually wander awesome. around. The, so like there's the, there's kind of there's two big student common areas. There's one that's like indoor. You can kind of consider it like a like a university student union building. There's like nice little lounging places and um, things like that. And then there's also a stu- kind of a student courtyard where it's um, like all to the students. The professors don't go there. It's just like a place where they can hang out, talk about whatever the fuck they want. Um, you know, talk about how shitty someone's class is and not worry about professors being like, well, fuck you too. (laughs) So are we here like on a Wednesday? I know the weekdays are different, but like, is a weekend coming up soon or? It's kind of in the middle of the week. Okay. Well, I don't think I would do it the first night, but maybe after I knew when classes were over the second night, Mm -hmm. I would like to send a message to... To let him know that I would like to have a private word with him, if at all possible, while I was here. Okay. Um. I was, and that I was sent by Cicero. Okay. How do you address him? Just out of curiosity. Um. Professor Ildrex, or Professor Mister Nix. Okay. <clears throat> you hear a response. We will need to talk about your manner of dress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I suppose. <clears throat> when and where? At your earliest convenience. Come to my tower. And you know, his, uh, uh, an astronaut can point out that his tower is basically kind of next to East Grove, and there's space in between, but it's the one just immediately to the like northeast of East Grove. Okay. Um, and as you knock, you eventually you uh, see the red dragonborn opens the door, and he bids you enter. And it's it's one of those things. The tower itself, while the construction, it, he's not being secretive <laughs> at all. Um, 
while the construction is the same, he like it seems like he, every <coughs> professor gets to kind of decorate the tower to their own uh, likings, and his uh, the the bottom area is a similar kind of like living room area, nice lounging with various books and such, and he uh, had he asked you to sit, um, and he sits kind of opposite you in a um, slightly more lounging chair and says, I do not know where you learned the name. Oh, wait, no, so I certainly hope that Cicerol isn't <coughs> operating under any delusions, but <coughs> kindness to Nix is no more massacred. So therefore I am kind. I simply go by Udrex. This is simply what I do. Professor Udrex is pleased. <coughs> I'm not your professor, so you do not need to call me. Um, <coughs> it is good to hear that Cicerol is doing well. Um, it's been a long time since I have spoken with him. I'm sure he'll find it good that you are doing well as well. <laughs> <laughs> Over the common time. <laughs> well, I wanted to have a word with you under Cicerol's uh, direction. Working with him quite a lot, uh, quite a bit lately. We, uh, Anastriana, and the rest of us have acquired a home in Yerungal's Gate. <clears throat> and as a fellow follower of Mistra, I've been trying to help him get the church that he runs there off the ground. You are a follower of Mistra. I am. Not many left these days. I agree. However. I am tasked with a great um, objective in finding our lost lady and to prove that to you, I'm going to pull my... You see the immediate look of, holy shit, <laughs> um, that is come to be, come, come to get used to from these kinds of moments. You notice he's a little bit more polite than Cicerol. He immediately, like, his hands kind of go up and he's like, yeah. Um, and he kind of takes a look look at it, and he actually casts a, a spell, um, and your symbol begins to glow, this kind of bright purple. <coughs> it's probably done. <laughs> it's, it's real. You have me worried there for half a second that there was someone exploding on my poor my. Or scissor or whatever. This is a new revelation. Um, what do you need from me? I need to know the location of the previous location of Camp Mistramix because I believe that it has something to do with, I might be able to find information on Mistra's current whereabouts. Or what might have happened to her. I don't know that I can say that they have any good faith. Why not? It's incredibly dangerous. You know how dangerous it is for us magic users out there, outside the mayor fall. The Carleskian Empire is very epitome (coughs) of danger. So it was in the Carleskian Empire? Yes. (coughs) That is dangerous. Yes. How much do you know about what happened to my clan? All I know 
was that you were wiped out. Unfortunately, Cesaro claims to have been quite young when this happened. Right. And so he advised me that you might <coughs> have more information on what actually happened. You've already been quite cagey with me. How so? Well, maybe cagey is not the right word, but you dance around your topic quite a bit. How much do your companions know? Um, they know that I look for the lady. But well, and what about your history? What brought you to the lady? My family were worshippers, originally. <coughs> Are there any secrets you're keeping from me? From the... from my... Companions. Mm. Perhaps one. <coughs> Very well. Not because I don't trust them, mind you. I think, well, Ali deals in sharing knowledge, secrets, blasphemy, if you believe in cleansing. I think perhaps there is a way I could be confident. <coughs> it will have to wait until after. Sacks flowers examination. I waited this long, I can wait that long. And it will require you to reveal everything. Your deepest secrets. Well, some of my secrets can be spoken aloud on this plane without certain danger being met. <laughs> I can provide protection. <laughs> that's what I need to do, that's what I will do. Very well. You just let me know when and where. In a way, this will make you a member of Clan Mistrix. Fuck yeah. It's a dying title. Obviously. Scissor and I are up to left. Not anymore. Well, thanks, but I... <laughs> I think it's probably about time that I spoke with him about. Does he go by Mr. Nix still? He introduced me. He introduced himself to me as such. It's perhaps time I had a word with him. <coughs> that clan is dead. It's never coming back. To cling on to that name is to cling on to false hope. Well, one might have said the same thing of Our Lady, but. Here you and I are. <laughs> You're kind. I'm old. <laughs> I'm not long for this place. Well, Cicero is ten years younger. So he's not much longer than me. He's old too. Perhaps more can be discussed later. There's preparations I need to make for Zach's exam as well. And, and what preparations were those? 
the questions that I'm going to ask her. And what questions are those? <laughs> 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 nice. Very well. Well, Soldrex, it was a pleasure to finally meet you. I've been waiting for this. So mm-hmm. to meet you as well. You know how to find me if you need me. <laughs> oh, I'm just <laughs> So I'm going to go back to her and help her study for the rest of the time. Okay. And uh, Dame and Rain, anything you guys want to do? Any shenanigans you hooligans want to get up to? <laughs> no, I don't think I'll actually do it. Not to get class. <laughs> I feel like that would be hard for Dorme. I feel like college would be a dangerous be a place for Dorme. Yeah. He seems like the kind of person that goes to college for the experience rather than the yeah, education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be afraid. To I didn't even know that they squashy people here. All right. So after um, a day and a half, um, a similar thing happens. Uh, you all know that it's the day of the exam, but nothing seems to happen in particular for you all. And Asherani, you get a knock at your door of <coughs> another summons. <laughs> um, this time, this time, um, not worded as, like, officially or, like, it was, the first one wasn't threatening, but it definitely, it had a very serious tone. This was a congratulations, your exam is prepared. Um, please come to the Great Hall at this time, and etc., etc. Um, and yeah, as you, as the, the Great Hall is prepared, um, I, I can keep this, right? Yeah. The, um, and there is an unseen servant that, uh, like, Beckons to you, and you know is at, is requesting your spell book. Mm-hmm. You hand over your spell book so that you may not use to cheat on the exam. Um, and the you are beckoned in, and you see a similar thing. There is the all the professors lined up in the exact same order, um, and the a single seat just prepared for you. Just looking at all the professors, slightly raised on the dais above you. Um, mm. Uh, as you sit down, Eusgrim says, well, welcome, congratulations, this is always a big step, even, even taking the exam is a big step. Are you ready? As far as I, ready as I feel I can be. Very well, then we shall begin. He looks over to Professor Braca. Um, Professor Braca, the half-orc, um, you know, it begins his, with his question. True or false? Abjuration magic only protects you from magical effects. Defend your answer. False. It can protect me from non-magical effects as well. In such as? Elaborate. Mm-hmm. Well, with Mage Armor, for example, um, that can protect from physical effects. How does the School of Abjuration seek to protect you from harmful magical effects? Through... Can you say that question again? How does the School of Abjuration seek to protect you from harmful magical effects? And you see, he's not annoyed by asking for a repeat of the question. That's a very standard procedure. It's okay to ask for the question again. In what way does abjuration look to protect? What does it do? 
Oh, it creates a magical force that um, can kind of cancel out any magic force, like um, dispel magic or uh, counter spell. Let's say theoretically, I want to attempt to scry on you. You are nowhere near me. You do not know that I am attempting to do this. What might be a way that you can protect yourself from a surprise? Well, I could cast uh, Private Sanctum. Uh, in order it? for it to be effective permanently, I would need to cast this on a place for an entire year. However, if we are just out and about, there's no way to know. Uh, to my knowledge, yet, that there is no way to protect from that. Alright, because you a nod and looks over to Professor Foster Goldfinder, dwarf. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all I can imagine it. You're probably pacing I'm outside, outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you see, she immediately, so this is for, and for a reminder, this is Conjuration, is the school. Um, she um, summons. Uh, what looks to be kind of a small, like, two-inch by two-inch by two-inch wooden cube in her hand. I did not transport this item, I repeat, I did not transport this item from anywhere else. Is this made of wood? No. Why or why not? Conjuration is supposed to be purely magic force, or purely magical force, and, um... If it were made of wood, that would be delving into evocation magic. And maybe a little bit of transmutation magic. Why is the banishment spell considered abjuration and not conjuration? Because the caster does not have a predetermined place. It is not, it's basically an anywhere but here spell. How often, and for how long, must you cast the Teleportation Circle spell in order for the circle to become permanent? Make an Arcana check. Uh, you didn't necessarily study this. <laughs> you can take a guess. <laughs> I would say at least a couple months. Okay, and then she looks over to Professor um, Goldfound, Jenny Goldfound, the divination. Describe at least three things the School of Divination can allow you to do other than see the future. Well, you can... Uh, well, first of all, it's not just the future. You can delve into the past and even the present, um, you can locate objects, you can comprehend languages, basically gain information from a person or thing. You've given two examples. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, you can scry on somebody. 
Does the identify spell detect magical curses? How might you protect yourself from the prying eyes of the gods? And she looks over to Professor Alvin Garrett, who's Professor of Enchantment. Please explain the difference between illusion and enchantment magic and how they affect their powers. Well, Enchantment not only affects the senses, but it bends the will and mind of anyone who it affects to the caster's will. And illusion? And illusion. It can look and feel real, but once the person recognizes that it's an illusion, it cannot have an effect on them. How might the school of enchantment be considered dangerous? Well, those who use it for nefarious reasons can use it to control others um, against their will, or what would be otherwise against their will, um, and those could be particularly dangerous ends. Who are considered to be the masters of enchantment magic? Um, the gods. I'm going to move over to Eastgrim. Mm -hmm. This is the one I'm most satisfied. <laughs> Where does magic come from? Didn't we have a discussion about this this morning? Uh, didn't Mr. Nix actually talk to, a, I forget the first mortal's name, but basically went about teaching him magic, and then he was tasked with teaching others about magic. I'll say, you know, you don't really know the name Mistra next, you're just conflating that with what's being discussed, so you would know it was Mistra. Oh, Mistra. Um, um, but yeah, Mistra next is not a name you would have been familiar with, so that's not even something you could have, like, an astronaut could have possibly conflated. Yeah. So, um, say, Mistra, um, taught Azus, is the name of it. Yeah. Um, by the way, you got, I guess I just revealed you got that right. But, <laughs> so you know you got one question right. <laughs> At the risk of sounding self-absorbed, um... My mentor was known for having taught many prominent wizards throughout several ages. Who was my mentor? Huh. He was Silver Dragon. Uh, can I make a roll? Okay, make a history check. <laughs> I do. You remember it was both Fionn the mentor. Okay. 
What was the order of Malrath? I'm sure the professors get a little bit of a glum look on this. It seems to be a depressing question. This one too. Well, they were not the two ones that split into like. Dragons. Well, we could certainly have a discourse on many, many years on what the order of Malrath was not. Yeah. Right. And it moves over to Ildrex. Who were the first mortal creatures to possess evocation? Why is the tiny hut spell considered evocation and not abjuration? Because it is a purely magical force and it can protect from both spells and physical um, you respond to an ignoramus who claims that the school of evocation is for simpletons who find themselves lacking in magical power and imagination? Uh, well, no, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can solve tons of issues with, if you're creative about it, you can solve many issues with these kinds of uh, spells. But... There was something else you put in that, and I cannot for the life of me remember what that was. You can feel free to make an arcana check. Can I? Yeah. That's for any question. You can always make an arcana check. Jesus fucking Christ. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are <laughs> there other spells that... I'm not saying this out loud. Um, other spells that are... Perhaps I could have a discussion about that after the exam. Mm. Um, then it goes to Professor Mansour Khalid for illusion. Explain how powerful illusions are able to damage those who encounter them. Well, if they are so convinced that a fire, for example, is real, even if it's not, it could they could 
feel like they're being burned when really they're taking the psychic damage. Is there such a thing as a physical illusion? No. Please compare the and contrast the disguised self and the altered self spells. Well, alter self, you are actually changing something about yourself. Like, you could give yourself gills or claws or something that can hold up to physical infection. Uh, disguised self would not hold up to physical infection. And once the person recognizes that it is an illusion, they would see right through it. And then he moves over to Professor Carrick Verlin for necromancy. Name one specific rule a necromancer must follow in order to consider their raising of the dead to be ethical. That you would have to summon the soul. Name one thing that all undead are unequivocally are resistant to. I'd be willing to bet you they're not unequivocally resistant to shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, honestly, (laughs) with what I'm going for here, eh. (laughs) yeah. What is the necromancy school capable of beyond raising the dead? Blindness, deafness, uh, altering, not completely changing, but altering some physical things. Oh, causing fear. And then he looks over to Professor Northley, last professor. Um... Where will you find the most perfect example of transmutation magic? Druids. They can keep their mental capabilities while also changing into something completely different. Why does the polymorph spell not allow you to transform into a dragon? It has to be something that's found in... (laughs) In... Why is that? You want to make a check? Yes, please. <laughs> check. Like I said, you can always make a check for any question. Okay. That was another way I figured to make this a little bit more fair. Of like, right. Because this is, what yeah. your, this is a test of what your character knows, not what you right. know. Right. Yeah. Actually, I just study your ass off. And ding. Um, so you got the hint. Um, remember, the way that, dr- that dragons have magic is very different from how a wizard magic.
and that they're kind of imbued with evocation magic. Um, okay, and then connect that to the question. It has to be a non-magical creature. How much you survive in the elemental plane of water using transmutation magic other than the water breathing spell? Alter self. I could give myself gills. Iskram mm-hmm. um, uh, says, very well. If you'll allow us a few moments to discuss and make sure everything's going well, we will get back to you with the results. And the wall raises up again. Um, the door actually opens, and your the friends are allowed to come in. How'd it go? I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> Man, those rolls were shit. Every time. Yeah, those rolls were shit. <laughs> Good thing you pretty much knew this other stuff, or you didn't have to worry about the dice too much. I was for the like the spellcasters that if magic was dying, they're gonna grab all the power that they can. That's why everybody fears um, magic users. I think. All right, the wall lowers, and Isram says, "Congratulations." <gasps> 19 questions passed. Oh, that's what you mean. I got the bare minimum. <laughs> Jesus. You have passed your theoretical examination. Mm-hmm. And now it's on to the practical. Now this presents a unique opportunity for you. The professors and I have discussed this at length. And normally how the practical examination works is um, you and a group of other students who have passed the theoretical examination uh, will take on a series of three different beasts, monsters, they're illusions really, but I mean, you've been in the training grounds, you know how this works. Um, and what we do is we, we recognize that as wizards, there are certain things that we are not able to do that in, in a normal adventuring party is able to do in a situation like this. For example, and it kind of points to you, you know, we are not able to really heal very effectively. And so how we try to compensate this is we call in um, clerics from the Order of Helm to kind of, the, every student is allowed, every student in the group is allowed two requests for heals, and then every student is also given a couple health potions to try and balance out the fact that it's, you know, all wizards that are fighting this thing and not, not a wizard, a cleric, um, a monk, I'm assuming, a bard, and I'm going to guess warlock. Um, it's complicated. It rarely isn't. Um, I think, and the the professors generally we agree, it would be incredibly useful for other students to be able to see how a proper adventuring party functions. As I'm sure you're aware, Miss Nosrana, and and she might have told you, for the practical examinations, the entire school is invited to watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think it would be incredibly useful for, and I generally like to emphasize the lesson of just because we wizards are incredibly important and powerful doesn't mean we can do everything. We need to learn to appreciate others and their capabilities as well. However, 
I do not feel, and the professors agree, it would be fair to afford you the same compensation that the students normally get. Um, there will still be clerics of the Order of, the, of Helm present. We don't want anyone dying during this examination. Um, they, that will be their purpose, then, essentially to make sure that none of you die. But you will not be allowed to request, request heals from them in the normal way. You are allowed to use your own healing potions if you have them, but we will not provide you. I do have some. Are you for willing to take on this practical examination with Miss Axelauer? Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. She's the expert. Very well then. So, uh, as part of our deliberations, we also pulled five encounters that will uh, be... Yeah, that's the pool of five encounters. Oh. um, That you all... So... You all get first pick from this of what you would like to face. From there, the professors will then pick one of the four remaining, and then of the three remaining, one will be chosen at random. So, your options. An adult white dragon with two ice methods. Jeez. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> two, a Bahir with two air elementals. Do we know what that is? Make uh, an arcana check. Definitely, I don't know what the fuck that is. Let's see what my arcana is. Go away. Eleven. Um, you know that they dwell in the mountains, and they're like. So yeah, you know that you do, they dwell in the mountains, and they're kind of like super hateful of dragons, like. But heroes and dragons never get along, and so like if they ever get meet in the same place, it's just an instant fight. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so can we fight the dragon no. and the no. at the same time? I think you do that. Three, a death knight. Four, a garistro. Or five, an iron golem. Garistro? <laughs> <laughs> A garistro. Oh. No, not someone that's serving you coffee in a pretentious manner. <laughs> what is, what's the order in which everyone chooses their... You pick first. Mm-hmm. Professors pick second, and then the last one is right. We feel that's the most fair. Right. Let's find another dragon. Oh, that's, that just, this does bring up another thing. Um, for the practical examinations, usually what is the procedure is the students that are taking the practical are then given an hour to go into the library and do as much research as they possibly can mm-hmm. on all of the things they are facing. They are given their they access to the library is temporarily restricted to the point where they will only have that hour before the practical. You all are not students. And so I have will to... not be allowed into the library under any circumstances. So in Australia, you will be alone in this research. Do we get a full rest in between each of these? Yes, you will. But it will be. There's a day. It's a different day for each encounter. Can we gather materials from the things that we found? Uh, they're illusions. They're not real. But we have a very elaborate uh, kind of training ground. You will be. You you have to fail attempts at knowing that the illusion is real. 
Um, if you attempt to resist and do or successfully resist, we will be aware that's considered cheating and you will immediately be forfeited from the practical examination. So <laughs> I would not recommend doing that. Um, yeah. That was confusing, but... A long, answer for, a long answer for they're not real. You're not actually facing a real white dragon. I would never invite that into my school. <laughs> but I thought you loved dragons. It wouldn't be very ethical yes, either. Yes, but uh, they're quite dangerous. As I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. Well, I feel like picking the one, like some of these opponents are just one opponents. Mm-hmm. Even, though, even though they're strong, they're outnumbered. So we might be able to possibly remember what they all do. I know. Vague That's the point. With the white dragon, I kind of know what it does. So do we? So does she get to study before she makes her decision? Mm-hmm. No. Only the hour leading up to the battle. Gotcha. I was. There's meant. You get a sense, and you know, there's meant to be a little bit of. I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm. So that way, you you're forced to like also because there's you only get an hour and there's three. You're forced to. Like, the group has to prioritize. Like, they can split up, obviously, and research different things, but they're forced to prioritize what do we know the most about, what do we know the least about. Mm-hmm. Two out of our five options have multiple creatures, it sounds like, so one of them is bound to get picked. Mm-hmm. And I would, would have to imagine that they probably want to... One is an adult white dragon else. with two ice methods. That sounds so cool. Two is... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Is that a pun? <laughs> With two what? A Bahir? No, 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 no. Go back. Oh, so two ice, ice methods. methods. Sorry. Seems hard. Ah, uh, okay. Two is a Bahir with two air elementals. I'm not looking those up. That would not be fair. Yeah. That's metagame. Yeah. yeah. Three, I'm not three is I'm a Death Knight. A Death or death? Death. <laughs> death night. Not death night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a death night. It's going to be pretty simple, guys. <laughs> we'll have to use blinded and we're good. <laughs> um, four is a garistro. No clue what that is. Sounds like a devil of some type. Could be. Sounds like he brings you your food. Five is an iron golem. Know a little bit about that, but that would be metagaming because Rain would not know about. Do that. I know what any of those are beforehand, or can I? Make well, sure? you definitely know what an adult white dragon is. Well, yes. Um, I guess for for the first one, making Arcana check for the methods. Twenty-nine. You faced methods before, actually, except they were ash methods, I think. Um, you, they're basically like super, super minor elemental beings from the pri- from various elemental planes, and ice methods are actually from a place kind of in between the water and air. Um, and they, I mean, yeah, they're 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 not very powerful, but they're they're real annoying. <laughs> um, they're more like pester you from the sides than a real fuck, fuck you up kind of thing. Um, then for the second one, make an Arcana check for just in general, but here and the ele- air elementals. 28. Um, you know with the Bahir, um, 
they live in mountains. They're kind of, they hate dragons and dragons hate them. Uh, they're quite large. Uh, they are lightning based. They have a light, they have a lightning breath that while not as far reaching as a blue dragons, very damaging. <laughs> um, very powerful. Um, known to eat things whole. Uh, let's not days. pick those because you and I both have lightning mm-hmm. bolt kind of things. Um, resistant to. The, and then air, you face an air element. You face several air yeah. elementals before, so yeah, you definitely know about them. Um, make an arcana check for the Death Knight. I'm going to say with disadvantage because of your abhorrence to necromancy and paying attention <laughs> to, ne- <laughs> to necromancy. To paying attention. Oh. Not in general, just in necromancy. Yeah. That is an 11. You have oh, no yeah. fucking idea. Uh, make an arcana check for the Grease Grow. 11? Nope. Dang. <laughs> and then for the Iron Gold. 29. Like, set these high DCs and then you just fucking roll, uh, what would you roll, like an 18 on that <laughs> natural? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, so you know, I mean, Iron Golem's fairly self-explanatory as to what it is. Um, it's an animated suit of just fucking thick-ass pieces of armor. Uh, you know that you don't want to do fire damage to it. Uh, you would know as a transmutationist, it is immune to any kind of transmutation magic. Or, well, any kind of spell that would alter its form. Uh, and you know that it's resistance, it's just in general resistant to spells. Oh boy. Do we have to outright kill these things, or would incapacitating them for a certain amount of time work? You have to, you must defeat them. To the point where the, the goal here is to rid the the idea is that you rid the world of this danger, whatever it is that you're facing. Okay. Um, as a note, you don't have to kill all three to potentially pass. If you defeat all three, you automatically pass. Mm-hmm. If you defeat two out of three, the Senate of Professors will discuss and decide whether we feel like your performance was still apt enough. As there are sometimes circumstances that happen that um, even the best wizard or Whatever is still probably going to die. Um, <laughs> it's an unfortunate part of being an adventurer. I hope it's something you've all come to terms with. All right. Um, oh yeah. If you manage to defeat only one out of three, the senator professors will discuss, but it is unlikely that you will be considered passed. Um, but it should be noted you can take the practical exam again, and you do not have to take the theoretical. You okay. pass your theoretical. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. What's what's the what's the phrase? C's get degrees. <laughs> um, that doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. And then, and so yeah. So they, obviously, you want to aim to try to defeat all three because that's an automatic pass. But you don't have to in order to pass. So what was the one? I had no idea what it was. Death Knight and Garisgro. So, I'm going to put a question mark next to it just to let me know that I have no idea what they are. <laughs> it sounds like the Death Knight is going to be potentially undead, which I will be particularly good at dealing with. Mm-hmm. And there's only one of them. Yeah. So that's what I'm leaning toward right now. 
Yeah, we don't know if it has an AOE, but if we spread out. Oh shit, right. I did this in the We know how to spread out, we did it for the older. I'm inclined to think Jeff might too. I am going to let you guys know I'm planning on changing my battle tactics and I'm running straight into everything. Okay. So I'm going to be right up front. I like it. I'm going to starry form and then run right in. Okay. In a meditative state. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. What is an iron golem again? It's a. I mean, it's a construct. It's it's someone's put together. Like someone's taken an unholy mass. It's basically a magic tank. Um. It's yeah. They've they've taken big big ass sheets of iron that are way thicker than any plate armor should ever be. Put it together in this massive humanoid form and animated it. And you know, it, it's more complicated than just like a simple animation kind of spell. Like it, it requires a lot of very particular artificing, and like so, it's a combination of magic and like um, engineering. Cool. I mean, if we we all think that Death Knight, then that's that's just me. I don't I know what you guys have said. I'm open. As well. Yeah. Alright, so you're all choosing the Death Knight? Yep. Alright, Professor and I shall discuss. Who mm. shall pick the Iron Bowl? Alright, and then the remaining options are the Adult White Dragon with two Ice Methods, Bahir to Air Elemental, or the Grease we shall now have that be decided. Okay, so I'm gonna roll a d6. If it's a one or a two, it's the dragon. Three or a four, it's the behir and two elementals. Mm-hmm. If it's five or six, it's the grease draw. I'm kind of leaning towards grease draw. Oh, I can just turn elementals the same way I can turn them dead. Oh, it is the grease draw. I'm assuming it's a demon, and that <coughs> radiant and holy would be powerful against her. But I don't know. Well, we're only going to figure that out whenever she gets the information for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn. I was kind of wanting the dragon just because I wanted to use my uh, <laughs> thing that's, that's up there. Of, but yeah. the professors of our are also kind of like, eh, dragons get used all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Do they look at Ysgr when they say that? No. Like, they all decide together. They don't, like, it's not, he, he doesn't just, like, <laughs> unilaterally make the decision Give of what it is. dragons. I love dragons. <laughs> uh, well, those students pick dragons a lot. Yeah. Because it's something that you don't have to research. <laughs> Everybody knows what a dragon can do. Well, for the most part. So, Death Knight first? Uh, yes, it'll be the Death Knight, then the Golem, then the Garisra. You shall have the rest of the day to prepare your battle tactics. Tomorrow, um, you will get an hour in the library. And then after that, you'll go and face the Death Knight. Death Knight, and then what else? Then Iron Golem. Sorry. Yeah, then Garistro. And any research beforehand is just considered cheating. So. Well, you, know, you literally won't be able to get into the library. You'll find it. Well, no, I meant like if we had stuff on hand. I'm sure we don't. Oh, but well, sure. There is an honor system, I guess. But yeah. I generally trust my students to uphold the rules. Well. <laughs> well, we shall see you tomorrow then. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and they walk out and kind of indicate that we should probably go too because there's a meal coming up that <laughs> staff needs to prepare for. Well, you can, of course, eat, but they need, the kitchen staff needs to set up the room and, you know, get the, the, the spread set out. All right. That's where you've been eating, is in the, the, the big dining hall. It's okay. It's not, it's not Agatha's food, but it's all right. I spent a lot of time with not Agatha's food, so I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Obviously, what you should try and get as much information as you can in the hour. Mm-hmm. Don't stress out about it too much. I mean, it's kind of our forte walking into the complete unknown <laughs> and figuring it out as we go along. So yeah. just have faith that we can do that, and hopefully you'll be able to come up with a few tricks that we can use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... I'm still kind of beating myself up. I didn't get a better score on my theoretical. You got the score you needed. Well, not only that, I mean, I feel like it was more just nerves than anything. You were nervous about coming here in the first place, about what might happen when you got here, taking the test in general, being just face-to-face with all of your professors who you haven't seen in a while. You know, there was a... A lot that contributed to that score, and I don't think that any of it had to do with you not knowing. This is how I am in real life, too, by the way. (laughs) As someone who... I can tell by your actual palm sweating. (laughs) This is probably something you deal with in real life. Yeah. I mean, as someone who likes to be, likes to think of themselves as a lifelong learner that, yeah, <laughs> that hits very, very close. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just preparing spells for when we fight this motherfucker. Oh, I can give you a spell book, right? Oh yeah, please. Oh, you have management. So I don't need to take it. anyone fly featherfall can be useful yeah yeah um do we know at all like what the battleground looks like uh an astronaut can show you i mean it's it's just one of the big maps that i have just the whole thing well is it like a big stone chamber Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a it's a it's a giant fucking kind of arena too like like the the walls on the short ends of the rectangle don't have any like seats or anything, but on either side there are just bleachers. I'm because just wondering I'm... if, like, if they were fighting a death knight in this stone chamber, if I could use stone shape to like raise like a like five feet of wall around him. 
Potentially. Yeah. Well, because I'm wanting to... I can't get rid of mage armor or shield. I feel like those are way too important. Mm-hmm. But I have Witch Bolt and Featherfall. And I don't... I also have Chromatic Orb and, like, Charm... Or, not Charm. Uh, cause Fear or something like that in my well, first level. Well, well, cause go. Fear, or I sure. feel like it's going to be resistant to... Yeah. And I also am able to turn undead, mm-hmm. so if it's if it is indeed undead, I'll be able to do the cause fear. Mm-hmm. Witch bolt is cool because if it attaches, you can just automatically hit every time. Mm-hmm. But she has to be pretty close to it, really, and stay pretty close to it in well, order for that spell to make a connection. Flying above it, yeah, and 30, that might not be thirty feet. That might not be a thing of an issue. Well, but if that thing, like, if it moves out of that 30 feet, then that connection is lost. Sure. But hopefully I can keep it in the little spot. That's what I'm going to be focusing on, is keeping it right in front of me. So I'll just stay on the move and try and push it around. I might even try to like create a wall around it so that you two can just take pot shots off the top. I've also got my wand web back so I can create the full flame for it. Mm-hmm. And Nostriana, we already know that fire works very well with <laughs> that web, so that could also be used mm-hmm. as a potential mm-hmm. to start getting anybody else's web and you just light it on fire. Yep. Oh, it's also worth noting if you want to go to your professors and ask what you got, what, what questions you got wrong, you are, that's another thing you're allowed to do. I might. <laughs> uh, let's see. With teleportation circle, it's the exact same as private time. Um, every day for a year. I think most spells are every day for a year. Or most ones that are that high of a level. Yeah. Uh, does identify spell detect magical curses? Yes. Yes. But there are, it's, it was kind of a trick question. Yes, but it's also easy to trick the spell. Yeah. And to make it say, oh, there's no curse here, when there definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, who are considered to be the masters of enchantment magic? The Fae. Oh, mm-hmm. duh. Yeah. Um, that one. And then, yeah, he already said what the Order of Malwraith was. It was the Order of Wizards that were like, we don't have, we're not going to have this power for very long because of the Surge, so we got to take power. Is there such a thing as a physical illusion? There is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Simulacrum. And hallucinatory terrain. Yeah. Illusionary dragon. Well, no, physical in the sense of you can touch it and it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hallucinatory terrain. Oh, I didn't know it could do that. You literally make that, you make it physically that thing. Really? Right? Yeah. Until they can see, like, until they think that it's an illusion and they can see through it, then they can actually see through it. But until so, they, like, if like, you've made a you chasm... You can make a stream... You know, you I can put land over a stream and they can walk over it and not get wet until they realize it mm-hmm. and then they splash into it. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Huh. Um, I didn't know that either. But anyway, there are physical illusions. Um, name one thing that all dead are unequivocally resist- resistant to. The easy answer is poison. Mm. Oh, I was thinking necrotic. I don't. I think there are some that will take damage to necrotic. Poison. I was they- that's not a case. Um, poison because they don't they don't have a beating heart in the bloodstream, so poison can't really affect them. 
Um, name one specific rule a necromancer must follow in order to consider the. I mean, this one there are a myriad of things that you could have answered, but this was. I felt bad about this question, but at the same time, I felt like it worked in canon because an Osteriana wouldn't cared about this stuff as much. For example, one rule is if anyone who tries to kill you is fair game to raise. <laughs> um, the, that's the, that's like the first rule of that is if they try to kill you, feel free to raise them. Um, and then all the others kind of got right. So with the polymorph, you you kind of touched on it, but and so I counted it right. But like it's because a dragon is like just a it like its its essence is so magically powerful. The polymorph spell can't manage that. It's not that powerful of a spell. You kind of touched on that. So. It's actually barrage or. Okay, they're both illusion spells. Yeah. Because I was like, I know there's one like that. And that's one square mile that you can change an entire terrain. That's crazy. Fuck. I, I guess I'm, I'm still just kind of up in the air about, like, well, should I get rid of Witch Bolt and do Chromatic Orb instead or not? What does Chromatic Orb do? Uh, I can choose any element and... Just start winging it? Yep. From 90 feet away. Mm. It's a great probe. Um, I don't know what you're resistant to. What about this? Let me try it. What yeah. about this? <laughs> what about this? <laughs> Since I have a bunch of first level spell slots, let me just start throwing weird shit at you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the real question there is with chromatic orb, how often can you do it? Because if you hit with a witch bolt, it doesn't cost you anything else. Keep going, keep going. Over and over and over. It's one action. Yeah, but how many first level spells do you have? And it's a guaranteed hit. So, like, you spend one spell slot, and then potentially get five or six, seven hits for free. I would would honestly say, though, if you're going to keep Witch Bolt and you decide to cast it, Mm -hmm. I would cast it at the highest level you possibly can Mm -hmm. and just put everything into it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know... It, since it does have such a short range, you don't know when that range is going to be broken. So you might as well just try and do as much damage as you can if that, you know, is a route you're going to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Between that and Percy, I feel like you would lay down a lot of damage. Yeah. Plus we'll all be there, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I might as well with my normal attitude of as per usual, we don't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're going to be just okay. It's a shame none of these are the really big things. The Bahir and the White Dragon are big. And so that would have been funny to be like, oh, no, and Locke's just like, oh, we got this giant fucking <laughs> dragon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant to say is, you guys got this, right? <laughs> In fact, I can even show you. <laughs> well, I've seen it. I wanted, I wanted to use it because we fought one recently too. What? White uh, dragon? Yeah, an ancient. Is it? Is his an adult or is it an ancient? It's ancient for this one. Or uh, adult. It's technically adult. ancient and adult. Uh, all the. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hey man, oral exams aren't uh. easy. Yeah. So are we fight this thing? All right, you guys want to? I do. All right. Um, you get an hour in the library. Okay. What, what are you going to try and research? Well, just <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, just okay, like a, a book that's just all about them, and just like, death knights. Or are you gonna try for go, go for Gariskers as well? 
Wait, do I only get one you hour? You get one for hour all for them. all three. All yep. Oh. Well then, yeah. Okay. A book about all of them. Just... <laughs> I want a book about all three, please. <laughs> okay. Or no, no, wait, do I? I knew what one of them was. You kind of knew. You knew what the iron golem. You had a pretty good idea what an iron golem was. Um, I basically gave you the information you would have been able to find through your research through that really good check. Mm-hmm. Um, so death knights and greasers definitely then. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. then like. Gosh, I don't know. Um. Wouldn't hurt to learn about the iron golem too. I mean, anything that you can find. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna focus on Death Knight Garistro. If you find anything on Iron Golem, you yeah. right. Okay. Make an investigation check. Which I guess so. You, as you guys are walking to the library, I imagine you know you probably want to walk with her just so you can look at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you walk over. Um, it's kind of. Uh, like, as you walk out the training room directly to the right, it is absolutely massive. Okay. Okay. Um, just the I building itself is this large rectangular <laughs> building with looks, it looks about three, three floors, um, that, with a nice, like, a peaked roof, and then on either side you can see there are two, like, thick towers that each have, like, a little, one of those little smaller, um, I forget what those are called. That starts with, like, a P. Um, Parapet. 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 I think so. It's a little like it's like it's like another like little tiny tower attached higher up, oh. um, like partway up as well. Parapet's not quite right. Parapet is the square. Yeah. Um, it's those things. You can see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, absolutely massive. You see, there is a silver dragon that's kind of like statue that's um, kind of on top of the roof, like car, like set, stationed on top of the roof, kind of looking over the museum. Um, I rolled a 22. Okay. Okay. Um, and so yeah, and after as you walk in, you feel your ring kind of light up and warm and get slightly warm as you know the ring is what allows you in. Um, <coughs> you know, because you try to look in through the door, just flat wall is all you can see. Uh, uh, damn it. <laughs> um, okay, with a 22... Splitting your time between the Death Knight, the Grease Crow, and the Iron Golem, I'll say with the Iron Golem, you don't find much other than what you already knew. Um, so, you know, yeah, you know, uh, you don't want to cast fire against it, because fire not only doesn't damage it, it heals it. Oh. Um, it can't be, trained. it can't, its form can't be transmuted, and it's generally res- resistant to magic. Oh, no. Um, I guess you also would learn that it has a poisonous breath. And then for the Garisra and the Death Knight, you're not going to have as much information because the, you had to spend a lot of time. So, walking into the library. Yeah, well, and so, it has three floors, and each floor is tall. Um, like, probably a good 30 feet between it, on each floor. Floor-to-ceiling shelves. Mm. Packed with books. Absolute goddamn maze. <laughs> um... And it's even in such a way you go. <laughs> they must have a card catalog and librarians. Uh, you go to uh, no, there are no librarians or catalogs. 
Yeah, I'm assuming because you're a student, you probably are forced to critically think and find that shit for yourself. Um, there is an organizational system. How it generally works is you even know the building is not it. That's the general, that's considered the general knowledge books. Oh, and then God. when you get into a section, there's a door that leads into a pocket plane with the more in-depth knowledge. And some, some of the sections have several doors <coughs> for several, for like subsections of like more specific knowledge. Um, and so you have to spend some time looking, like first you don't even know what the fuck Garistro is. Um, well, so, and so you start with the Death Knight, so you're like, okay, that's gotta be Necromancy. You go to the general Necromancy section, you go to the, un, you go to Undead, you start finding, you find a reference to a Death Knight, and you're like, okay, I know, and so you know which, like, pocket plane you need to go in. You go in, you find a book, um, with the Death Knight, you know, it is resistant to turn Undead. Shit. It's, it can be turned, but it's not easy. Um... I would say you know that, you know that, and you know that Death Knights are also spellcasters. They are capable of casting spells, um, and that they are generally resistant to magic. Damn. Challenging ourselves, I guess. <laughs> that's when we were talking about, like, well, I can turn on that. I was like, ooh, that's going to be a nasty surprise for you there when you find that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a Garistro... And that, that one, you, you're just sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck that is. So you're just going, you just go to like a general like beast section, trying to find any mention. You vaguely find a mention of, uh, uh, uh that means they're demon. Demon, right? not a devil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and you find a, a vague reference to the abyss. And you go, okay, so I need to go, so you have to go like all the way to a whole other floor and section of the library. Uh, and to just get to the abyss, and then you eventually get into, you go to the subsection, pocket dimension for like, um, for, de- uh, fiends of the abyss, and then, and then you find a reference to Garistros. They're massive, they are strong, think of kind of like a minotaur, except on like, it's, it's like a, it's the, it's got, it's got the bull head. Oh. Um, except it's, like, on some kind of Omega steroids. Oh, God. <laughs> um, let's see. You know... You know that it has horns like a minotaur and so does charge at its targets. So if there's a lot of distance between you and it and it closes that distance quickly, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna go where you. <laughs> um, you know that it also is generally resistant to magic. Boy, they sure made sure that was a thing. They really want you to problem solve. <laughs> As a bunch of wizards fighting these kinds of things, they want you to go, well, what if your magic's not as effective as you want? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that... And screaming like a little girl. And I guess you also know it's, a, it's considered a siege monster, so like it's really good at, at destroying objects and structures. Mm. And that's, I say, that is the extent of which you were able to find in that, which, in an hour, that's pretty impressive in that massive of a library. Mm-hmm. I think I did the math. I have a 
plan for the grease girl. Immovable rod. Somebody provokes it to charge. <coughs> Hold the rod out. Click. And it let it impale itself. We would have to do that as a reaction. If you would let us do that because it's going to charge it on this <coughs> turn and it won't be our turn. Yeah. So, I don't know if that'll work or not. I don't either. It's a thought. Oh, yeah. We probably will only have time for one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I figured so. Just something. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy been sitting here this whole time not getting yeah. to do anything. Okay. Let's not start did out we, grouped up. Did we all, yeah. did we all go missing? No, no, no. Yeah, we are just getting ready. Everyone's antsy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh. Where's Nostra? Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. As we're getting oh. ready here. Well, in person, there. Wait a second. As we are preparing for appropriate die, here we go. Nine good berries. Up front people get two, everybody else gets one. Okay. Okay. So Yenrik and I will get two. Are you gonna be up front? No. I don't know. I don't think so. This fucking scary. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> He's like death knight? <laughs> so that'd be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got two more. Give it to the weak people. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Everybody but you gets two good berries. Okay. 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 Yep. Good. Yep. Here. Yep. <laughs> I tell you, I try and do popcorn at my place, but I haven't figured it out yet. I either get half of the things unpopped. As you guys, you spend your hour um, kind of just talking, probably let's say like in the garden area run by the gazebo, because it's fairly close to the training, uh, the training hall. And uh, after it gets close to an hour, you start walking that way. And the so the training hall is a kind of, it's basically a big cube. Um, in a lot of ways, it has parapets and stuff, and some de like facades and decorations and such. Um, but its actual design doesn't seem too terribly complex. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you walk in, feel free. You uh, see, you are greeted with this big, long area that you're in right now. On either side of you, you see there are bleachers packed with students, mm -hmm. and you see right on the front row to your left as you walk in. Um, all the professors are sitting there, um, obviously ready to evaluate. Mm -hmm. um, you also see, not in the bleachers, but I'm not going to put them on the map just for the, for the sake of not getting it too cluttered. Um, kind of at each corner, there are what look to be clerics. of uh, You assume the Order of Helm, as they had mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, and Eastgrim expla had ex explained to you also at some point about how... If you were, like, they're not going to do anything until you are on the brink of death. Because once they do that, you're considered out. Mm -hmm. You can no longer participate. It's as it's acting as if you are now dead. Mm -hmm. okay, 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 okay. Um, and so how that will work game-wise functionally is if you fail your third death saving throw, you will be... they, will, they will revive you. They will just, like, heal you right then and there, but then you can no longer participate. Gotcha. And that is that for... That fight or the rest of the fights? 
Just that fight. Okay. Each each encounter is considered a like individual. It's it's, a, it. it's its own individual thing. It's not like you're fighting this, then this, then this in sequence. Okay. That would be a bit ridiculous <laughs> with yeah, how hard of creatures they pick. Yeah. Okay. You see people. There's a there's a general kind of sports feel kind of going on. People uh-huh. seem to be generally rooting for you guys. <laughs> Um, you don't see too many people that are like, yeah, go death knight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck them up. Or really anyone, because that would be a little bit sadistic. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the one person that's like, yeah, go the go the enemy, and then that person takes their practicals. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, go bad, go enemy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a countdown is done by these women with a very booming voice, and at that point, a As he starts the countdown, starry form. Archer. I'll allow it. Um, and then you see... Oh, I'll cast Mage Armor on myself. I'll allow it. <laughs> then I'll cast fucking uh, Shield of Faith on myself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a quick five-second countdown, so you got you got one action. Okay. <laughs> um, and appearing in front of you is this large arm, what looks to be... Basically, like it has one hand that looks to be skeletal. Um, but you can... That's the only bit of body that you can see. Everything else is just full-on plate armor. Um, with And it looks like almost immaculate. Like It almost looks like it's probably like it's meant to be magical armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like a nice like half cape to one side that it like sweeps back so that it can have its <laughs> shield and sword available. It's a little bit dramatic, but... Um, uh, is anyone going to attempt to cheat and succeed on the saving throw against the illusion? No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. Um, I everyone... mean, we know it's an illusion, so we're just going yeah. to do what we're supposed to do. Everybody, please roll initiative. Mm-hmm. All right. I will continue. Damn, girl. I know. Rough. I'll be better than that. That's for Percy. Percy did better than I did. Sounds <laughs> like you hoo hoo hooed that laugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 like Percy's like, oh, suck it. <laughs> All right, 25 to 20. 2015. 15 as well. 16. Um, now I'm gonna. I had this stupid thought. I abbreviated Death Knight as DK in these notes, and now I'm just gonna go DK. Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> um, 15 to 10. Uh, 12. Um, Percy got 12. Okay. <clears throat> uh, 10 to 5. What'd you get? 2. Oh! Old natural one, did he? Mm-hmm. Did he? <laughs> there are three different people with 15s in this fight. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see, Yenrik, uh, what's your dex bonus? That's a great question. Plus one. Okay.
Okay. Dormay, you get to go first. Fuck him up, Hannah. Yep. Jeez. <clears throat> Alright. Well, shit. Death Knight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also imagine Dorme's probably enjoying this a little bit. His whole audience. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, do one of those things that makes us more heroic. I'm not used to uh, going first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I It is have. hard. It is very hard to go first. <laughs> it's just like, hmm, I'm usually always going doing stuff based off what everyone else does. Alright, well. Cloud of Daggers. Okay. Can I reach him? Let's see. About yeah, yeah. Away. Yep. Well, you don't have to roll the okay. hit. It just automatically hits, so he That's takes right. like 46 or something like that? That's the whole square. 44. Okay, 44, okay. 44, that's fantastic. Ah. Alright. Alright. Four. Eight. Nine. Nine. Nine points of slashing damage? Or piercing yeah. damage, I guess? Okay. <laughs> Alright, yeah, you summon, you take out your two daggers or four daggers that you have to use for the spell and you, and you cast the spell and they begin like spinning around and kind of slashing at the um, Death Knight. It seems to be damaging him, but he's doing the badass unfazed okay. by it. Look. <laughs> and then uh, I'm trying to do the, the... crossbow? Yep. yep. Alright. The lightning. Okay. <coughs> got a gold hit. Oh, he has a shield, by the way, too. Bastard. Woo! Uh, 20, nice. That gets a, the bolts get a bonus if you nat 20, too. It increases, Uh-oh. it increases the die size. Uh-oh. I believe to a d8. And you still get to double it. This might be my best crossbow attack ever. Yeah, the dragon tooth bolt lightning. Um, yeah. So, yeah, with a nat 20. Um, so it's a normal d6 plus, and it's a critical hit, so it's a d6 plus a d8. Nice. Oh, and you double it. You double both of those. Jeez. Okay. Plus eight is twenty-two. Oh. So fourteen doubled is twenty-eight. No, seven doubled is fourteen. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Four doubled is eight, and together that's twenty-two. Nice. All right. So the twenty-two plus plus your dex, so plus three, so twenty-five plus one, twenty-six. And like a good first shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I know, right? You moving at all? No. Okay. <laughs> Stay right there. You might want to. He's going to be casting spells. We got to split up. We're all grouped together. A fireball would hit us all. That is true. He's a spellcaster. Move over here. Rain, your turn. Okay, bonus action. I enter a meditative state. Okay. And then let's see. It's kind of hard to see what the squares are on this. Yeah. So, so like One, two, three, 
six, seven. Thirty-five feet. Eight, forty feet. And I am going to whack him twice. Okay. It's not a technical term. Whack him, yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's fine. Okay. Try to whack him twice. Yeah, try to whack him twice. So that's they're plus nine. The three oh, wow. plus nine, twelve. That's not good. Eight plus nine. I don't know. Seventeen. No, that misses. He. Dang. Um, as as you run up to him, he misses. kind of brings his. He has like this giant ass great shield too. That he's like this giant like kite great shield that he's wielding, um, and he just basically. Hides behind it as you just so whack the shield that's twice. That's why 17 misses? Yeah. Damn. Trying to get off of him so we can get Oh, yeah. He is decked out in armor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, and then, Rain, is that your turn? Uh, actually, let me just double check. Yes. Okay. All right. And then. Um, I'm doing the wrong thing. Uh, you know, your turn. Uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Shillelagh on my uh, quarterstaff, and then as I'm making way making my way to him, I'm going to cast Command and tell him to disarm. Okay. Um, if we can keep him from moving those tags. That's a again, wisdom save, right? Uh, I believe so. I, it might be a charisma save, actually. Uh, no, wisdom save of 16. Okay, and he has advantage. Yep. Uh, that's uh, an 18, so yeah. And that's a 28. Okay. That's all I can do. Yeah. Okay, is that your turn? Yep. All right, it is now the Death Knight's turn. <clears throat> oh, boy. He's going to take an attack of opportunity from you, Rain. Dang. Opportunity? Why opportunity? Well, no, he's, he's you get to, oh, yeah, oh. he's leaving, so, yeah, sorry, you get to make an attack of opportunity. He's backing up, okay. which you take is probably not a good sign. <laughs> 15 plus 9, 24. That hits. Okay, so that would be, that is with the staff. There we go, there we go. Attack with the staff is 1d6 plus 6 and 1d8. The D8 is lightning. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. So, 7, 8, 9, 10, of which 3 of it is lightning. Okay. Okay, so that's your opportunity attack. So that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, Uh-oh. and then 20 foot radius. So if he centers it like here, 5, 10, 15, 20, that's short. Okay. Um, 5, 10, 15, oh yeah, he can definitely get you. So this is going to be everyone but Dorme. Oh, shit. Um, Good to move, yeah, there you go. You see, he kind of reaches his hand out and begins summoning this large... Counter spell. It's not a spell. <laughs> and you, I'd say you know it's not a spell, so um, you don't waste the counter spell. This is, yeah, this is just an action that he has. It's not a spell. Okay. Um, and you see above you this large whirling orb of what looks to be fire and black necrotic energy begins to form. And he just brings it down in the middle of all of you. I need you all to make dexterity saving throws, please. 
Do I have advantage on this because of the spell? It is a magical effect. Okay. I don't know if the cloak says magical effects or just spells. Oh, that one. Dang, man. It just says spells. So yeah, then really you do not have advantage. Okay. Oh, come on. Three. Nineteen. You succeed. Seven. You fail. You, yeah, you fail, you fail. And then no, no, Percy, Percy's dead. Oh, Percy. Ah, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Percy gets obliterated. Uh, there is literally zero way that Percy's going to survive this. Yeah, yeah, I just never know how those work. It depends on what the damage is. Okay. <clears throat> Seems like it's going to be a lot. <laughs> oh, maybe not. What? You were probably going to make half of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Thanks for <laughs> Well, low numbers, but this is only the first one. Oh, my temporary hit points are no longer in mm-hmm. effect, right? Yeah. Right. Well, we had extra hit points. Oh, yeah. He cheated from his, yeah. Oh, she has, but we don't. You she did. Has. Yeah, a long, 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 long Yeah, that ago. was from, yeah. <clears throat> when the hearing was the main issue. Gotcha. Fucking Christ. <laughs> These aren't as low. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yenrik, you take... Um, 15 fire damage and 20 necrotic damage. That's all halved? God. Everybody, you three, you take 31 fire and 41 necrotic. I'm down. 72. Everyone is down. I'm going to... I'm still up, but just barely. I'm going to invoke my Tomb of Lobistus and encase myself in ice. Can I I use shield against that? Shield does it. Shield's an AC attacks. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. I'm still How up. much? Just barely. 72. Are you kidding me? You just barely survived. She almost outright died. Wow. You, but you're now at death saving throws and you, you can't take any more damage that will automatically kill you. Mm-hmm. I don't suppose there's a chance she clamps down and bit one of those good berries on the way down. All right. Nah. 36 minus... How was it? You don't need it. You don't need your zero. Okay. There's no negatives in fighting. That's the next thing. Um, okay. Uh, can we do that once per day, though? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, a little bit of health here, you know? <laughs> Let's see. Or anybody. That is its turn. Lock, your turn. And you, so you did, what was the thing you did? The tomb of Levistus. It's uh, called the Tomb of Levistus, so it just, <clears throat> like, it encases me in, like, diamond-hard ice and gives me temporary hit points. It's, like, ten, hipper, ten temporary hit points for each level of warlock I have, which oh, is okay. 80. Yeah, so 80. Wow. I know, so, that's awesome. Uh, for my turn, I'm just 
stuck in ice. Encased in ice, and it melts away at the end of my turn, and I'm fucking baller. (laughs) So yeah, Nosferatu, you're prone currently, unconscious. Um, Okay. So that's my turn. Lock, your turn. That's it. I gotta wait until my next turn because the ice melts away at the end of this. Okay. That makes that super balanced. So that's that's actually that's that's super cool. (laughs) I know. Um, Okay. Uh, Percy's dead. And now you're to make a death saving throw for me, please. Do I just add any? Nope, it's just a straight d20. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. One success. Yeah. Alright, uh, and then Dorme, your turn. You just saw a big old fucking fireball of, like, it was fireball on necrotic steroids. So, healing word on Nostriana. Okay. No so a D4 right. plus your charisma. Are you just casting it at the second level or whatever it is, the base level? Oh. You no. can cast it at a higher level. Let's cast it all the way up there. Okay, so you can cast it at a fourth level now, I okay. think. Take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that would be 3D4 plus your charisma. Just remember to mark off that you cast a fourth level spell. Four. Eight, eight, plus my charisma, which three is not three anymore, I don't think. Oh, did you increase your charisma? Yeah, I'm working on level eight. I'm trying to do yeah. it on D&D Beyond. I guess that was a good thing about this session, also being focused on you. gave him plenty of time to yeah. do that, Can too. Can you give us, like, some kind of wiggle room as far as, like, casting low-level spells? Yes, I've decided that now you can cast, if you, you can cast two leveled spells in a round, but the second one has to be second level or lower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, wait, so, plus... Plus six. So, no, just your, just your charisma, not your... But then it has to be actually... Um, oh, that's... Not your, that's, that's with yeah, proficiency. So okay, so um, I look down here. So it'd be minus okay. three, so it'd be plus three. No, 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 um, go up. Yeah, your charisma's oh. still plus three because you haven't quite got to 18. Okay. So it was eight plus, so you get 11 hit points back, you're now conscious. <laughs> and you, all of your death saving throws are wiped out. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, okay. This is how we always roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm at 11 hit points now. Yeah. Um, better than I am. <laughs> you, you guys. So you guys see as the the big fireball happens, you see there's a big oh from the crowd, <laughs> and as Dorme, you cast the spell, and you see, and an Austria kind of wakes up. There's a huge cheer. Nice. <laughs> All right. So I'll crossbow him again. Okay. Same. Same thing. Oh, 19. That definitely hits. Yep. So this time it's a d6 plus a d6. What am I going to do? Plus three. Plus four. So nine. Nine plus four, 13. Nice. That's really really coming through for me this time. Yeah. And yeah, so your your bolts impact again. I guess I I meant to get some flavor on the first one with the critical hit as it impacted the the, um, Death Knight. It kind of gave off this almost giant electric explosion that was nice. more than you've seen from one of these bolts before. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, and then you can you still have your movement if you want to move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Ow, what do I want to do? Um, I don't know if I should run away or <laughs> run forward. Yenrik, your turn. Oh, okay. Um, I am going to, while I'm within 30 feet of him, I'm going to attempt to cast Blindness and Deafness. 
Okay, what kind of save does he make? Con of 16. Okay. His advantage. I oh, know. That's a 6. Cool. <laughs> and that's a... Not high enough, 12. Sweet. So, so are you doing blindness or deafness? Blind. Okay. He is blind. Okay, and then I'm going to go to Nostriana. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That's enough. I'm going to cast Death Ward on her. Yeah, she's up. Well, but now, for now she'll stay hours, up if next she time he down. blows us all up. Okay. <laughs> and that's all what, everything what I can do. What does that do? If you drop down to zero hit points, you drop to one instead. Oh. And that's everything I can do. Okay. Um, it is now the Death Knight's turn. Uh, he's... This is his second turn. Oh, sorry, Rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I accidentally <laughs> skipped it. I'm sorry. I accidentally... You would have gone before you entered. Oh my goodness. I don't know why. It sucks that it's, it always happens to be you, too. I swear I'm not targeting you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for keeping yeah. on top of that. I am really low on hits, so if anybody can throw me a heal, that would be nice. You got two good berries. I swallow Okay. We'll say that's a free action. That's easy enough. Especially especially for Rain and how practice he is at fast mm-hmm. eating. <laughs> I'd say that's a free action. Deadborn? Uh, right there, I'm going to attack him twice yeah. and do flurry of blows. Okay. Fuck yeah. Uh, what do I like to see? Two attacks. 17, 17 both 17s plus, plus 9, so. It. Okay. And so each of those is. Uh, this is bludgeoning, this is lightning, and plus 6. So a total of 9 plus 6, 15, 15 and uh, a total of 7 plus 6, 13, 13 okay. and then Flurry of Blows, two of them, uh, 15 plus 9, 24, and 7 plus 9, 16. What you so 16, uh, sorry, what were the numbers? Uh, 24, 16. 24 hits, 16 doesn't. Okay, and 3 plus... Yeah. 3 plus 4, another 7. seven. And so with your flurry of blows, um, with that hit, since it's not magical, um, you sense that it doesn't do as much damage as you would hope. Dagnet. Okay. And it kind of hurts. You just punch a plate on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, 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 it's rain. It hurts good. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm thinking I should stay next. If I'm next to him, does he have disadvantage on any kind of rain stuff? Uh, Only if it's against you. Yeah. Mm. If he's blind right now. I'm, I'm headed over if there he's blind, in that case, I'm going to disengage and go to there. Okay. Then you get that free disengage. Yep. Okay. And now it's the Death Knight's turn. Two point there. Let me mark that off. Make sure it's used. Wild shape. Use a two point. Blindness, deafness is a second level spell, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so for the Death Knight, he's going to cast the spell magic on himself. And dispel the blindness. Cool. Um, I actually should probably. Is there... 
took those two good berries. Two hit points. Um, yeah, that's an action. And I don't think he has any bonus action spells. No, he does not, so. Um, uh, the Death Knight is going to move up towards you. He's no longer blind. <laughs> Fucking get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit out I was just trying to get it over to you. <laughs> He's going to move up to you, Rain, and then that'll be his turn. Lock, your turn. All right. Um, you come out and see that Anastriana seems to be doing better. <laughs> Okay, as a point of view. <laughs> Very true. I'm gonna go ahead and run over to her. Uh, cast fly on the both of us, and then. Perfect. So am I like prone-ish in the air then? <laughs> like, will I have? I would to... say you could take off from prone. That's kind of a cool way to use fly, actually, yeah, is to avoid is. prone. I mean, will I have to like? No, you won't. You can manipulate myself. Well, yeah, yes, but that can be part of like you won't have to spend extra yeah, movement to do that. Yeah, you just write yourself oh, as okay. you yeah. go. Okay. And then I'm gonna be. How high are these? These oh. ceilings are very high. They're like eighty feet up. Then I'm gonna Ooh. be sixty feet up. Okay. <clears throat> this is meant to be real big and give you lots of space. Yeah, that would feel really awesome. Because you can also imagine a dragon would really love eighty feet of space above its head. Yeah. <laughs> it works both I'll ways. Right. Go that high too. <laughs> and that'll be my turn. All right. Um, okay, and then Astriana, it is your turn. Okay. So I you will can, also go that high. Okay, so you can, I guess you get the big one. Um, and you say you can, and you get, yeah, you get 60 feet is your max movement, so. Yep. Um, All right. Here, I'm going to just center you back on the, we're going to, this technically isn't how this is supposed to be used, but we're going to do it and just center it on the space that you are rather than sure. the way it's supposed to be. Okay. Cool. Uh, I am... Gonna cast Melf's Acid Arrow. There you go. Okay. Uh, that's a range attack, right? Yes. Okay. Ooh, careful with your second thing. Sorry. Well, this table's too small. <laughs> uh, what do I. Until I never feel like I do this anymore. Um, it should be just your spell attack bonus. Okay. Which is right, yeah, yeah, right there. Plus eight. That misses. <laughs> still a little, you get up still a little disoriented from just the blazing fi- fire and necrotic energy that just instantly downed you. Then can I um, take a free action to take a health potion? It's a bonus action, but yeah. Sorry, just, there is a distinction between a free action and a bonus action. Oh yeah, big time. This is a... Two D four plus four. No, I have it written down wrong. It's two D four plus two. Okay. It's a regular healing potion. Well then, yeah, I need to correct that. Yeah. I might have told you wrong. That's my bad. Because I put it wrong on there. No, it says two D four plus two. Oh, put it wrong somewhere. Six. Oh, nice. uh, Eight total. You're up over half now, are you? She is actually. <laughs> I'm at seven hit points here, facing this guy up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Any help would be appreciated. 
Alright. Is, is that your turn, Roscoe? Yeah. Gourmet, your turn. Alright. The rolls have not been in my favor today. They sure have not. Let's get closer in this. Well, I guess we never marked where the cloud of daggers was. I think it's somewhere like right here. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, uh. Oh, he's right. This one, this track is weird. Try and bane him. Okay. Well, no, he oh. makes a charisma. That's right. Yeah. Um, which he does have advantage on. That's a 25. Fuck. That's a 24, so yeah. Damn, that didn't work. Yeah, I forgot that resistance to magic. Okay. Um, I wish I'd done more inspiration. I'll do it next time. Um, all right. I'll crossbow him again. All right. That is. That was a really for a nat one. That misses. <laughs> that sucks. I know. But yeah, the, so yeah, the crossbow bolt goes, goes wide as you cast the bane. Um, it kind of you, you actually you shoot it too high and it starts going into the crowd, but then it impacts against like a magical wall oh, that's put up. You get a sense that they figure this kind of shit's probably gonna happen, yeah. so they don't want students getting randomly shot. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and then rain. That's your turn. My turn again. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's two Eight. attacks yep. and flurry of blows. Yep. Uh-huh. Plus nine. We got your back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Nineteen. Those both hit. Fuck yeah. So let's do the nat twenty first. Do, do the electric get doubled? Both yeah, yeah, yeah. But all yeah. dice rolled get doubled. This is that one. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Wow. So that's twelve. Twenty-eight. Plus sixteen. Plus your six. Yeah, the six doesn't get doubled. Oh. Yeah. So, 34. That's 34 points of damage for your first hit. Okay. Damn. Damn. Fuck it. That's awesome. And another one. 5 and 4, 9 plus 6. 15. 15. And now for the. Where it blows. Where it blows. 7 won't hit. 17 plus 9. That hits. Okay, so 1d6. And it will be reduced. So four plus six. Four plus three. Yeah. yeah. So four seven, three, so then right. three. So seven, and then whatever the reduction is. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice round. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you go up. You're 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 a little bit scared, but you well, no, you're in a meditative state. You're 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 focused. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that. That's two I? damage for each hit, right? For yeah. The rage. Okay, yeah. so you hit three times, so another six damage. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Really um, pummeled him. So Holy shit. You, like, almost, you halved what he had left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you more than halved what he had left. That's amazing. I think you actually brought him down to a third of what he had left. Oh, Is that, like, the most damage done in a single turn so far? Uh, okay, now, is this... Rain, if this... you want to just keep his attention, we, I mean, we... Well, I have a question here. This... Thing, and we would have discussed this beforehand, so we know that it's an illusion. Is it an illusion with its own AI, or is there some mage somewhere like controlling? It seems it? to have its own AI. Yeah. Okay. I would well, assume right. that it acts like a death knight, like a real death knight. Okay. If, if, with the good time you guys perhaps spent in the museum, there was probably there was there was stuff and information on how this area 
was a lot of fucking work to make. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, it's got its own AI. I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It still gets an attack of opportunity on you because you go, you go out of its range and then no, he, he gets a he gets. Oh, that's over. right. Oh, so you're just taunting him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's just, just fucking with him. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm just seeing if I can confuse him. Where's he going? Where's he going? And maybe distract him from other people. Okay. Um, and then, you know, your turn. I am going to... Let me see what the range is on this. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. Um, first. Ouch, God. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20... 2530. I'm going to use my bonus action to use all of my charges of my armor and mm-hmm. cast Lightning Bolt on this thing. It's a it's a 15-foot cone in front of you. Oh, really? That's how Dragon's Breath works. For every element, it's just a 15-foot cone in front of you. Damn, and you got to cast the spell on yourself first. Right. So you cast it. So with the bonus action, you cast it in front of you. Okay. You cast it on, on you. I will go ahead and do that then. And then uh, I'll also, since I can't reach you, Rain, I'm going to cast... Guiding bolt on that thing. Okay. Roll attack. Yep. Uh, seventeen. That misses. Damn. Wieners. Poopy. Poopy damn. Yeah, he kind of takes the like as the attack is coming in, he just brings his shield up and bats it away, and the okay. magic just dissipates harmlessly. I guess that's all I can do. All right. It is now the death knight's turn. If he hits me at all, I'm down. Uh, yeah, I, I planned on helping yeah, you out. I just couldn't get to you. That first attack screwed us up. That's okay. Mm-hmm. If I go down, I think you guys can finish him. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, I think he's gonna go for just go for go for attacks. So he makes three long sword attacks. First, right. um, he's just gonna do them one at a time though, because he sees that you're pretty hurt, Rain. Um, okay. That's a twenty-eight. Yes. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, our class is 22. So. Wow. That, that, was, that was closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so you take seven slashing damage. Remember, slashing, piercing, and bludgeoning are all half. half. Okay, so Not yeah, you actual, take. Yeah. yeah, so um, you take three slashing damage, and okay. then. Okay. Uh, this is almost definitely going to be. Yeah. yeah, I've got four hit points. Yeah. Left. Oh yeah, it's it, this guarantee brings you down. It's forty-eight necrotic. Um, ten, thirteen, sixteen points of necrotic damage. Okay, I'm down. Okay. okay. All right, and as you go down, he's gonna now move towards Unric. Five, ten, fifteen. Oh Jesus. Uh, so five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Yep, easy enough. And then two more attacks on you, Unric. Mm-hmm. The first one is a twenty-nine. Next one is a 21. Uh, shield. Okay. So, the... the uh, right now I'm at a 32 out of 67. Okay. So you take 12 points of slashing damage. 20. Okay. That's cocked. That was an intentional roll. 
Um, okay. 20 points exactly. Ugh. Dick. <laughs> oh, are you down? Yeah. I am. Well, so that's the first hit, actually. So the first hit brings you down. It still technically has one attack left, but I don't think it can get in the range of anyone. Um, you're down. Yeah, 5'10". Like well, didn't he miss on? 5'10". He swung at me twice, but missed Well, but on. the first hit brought you down. Right. And so then the second hit... Oh, so well, then then I don't still use have. my shield then? No. Okay. Yeah, you don't use it. Yeah, you get your shield back. Okay. I guess I should have... I forgot that you were kind of low, too. So he only, yeah, he only has like 10 feet of movement left, so he's just going... 10 and going towards you, Dorme. Okay. Take him out, flying guys. Or actually, Dorme, you might get him, but move mm-hmm. away. Lock your turn. Okay. Alright, I'm gonna fly down and get right there next to Yinrik, and I'm just gonna probably grab him by the bottom of his pants, <laughs> and we are going to Thunder Step. All the way the fuck over here. Does he wear underwear? <laughs> <laughs> How much of an upskirt does? <laughs> I imagine he does. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just being stupid. Yeah, I just <laughs> never thought about that. So, uh, it's uh-huh. a constitution saving throw for him. Well, remember that on the character sheet. <laughs> yeah. That's a 21. That's a 17. So 21 was that. So it takes half damage, I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, it takes... 20 feet. Well, 20 points of thunder damage. So 10 total? Yeah. Yeah. And that is a bonus action. And so then I'm going to hit him with uh, two Eldritch Blasts. Try and get him away from Dormant. That feels like a super, like a, like a, like you're a super awesome queen in chess. Like, just move super far away and, by the way, Bitch, fuck you. It's a 20 to hit and a 12 to hit. The 20 just barely hit. Oh! He's got a shield and plate armor. Yeah. Uh, For nine points of force damage. Okay. And shoves him back. Okay. He's looking pretty hurt. Okay. It's looking like his, his steps feel slower. It feels like he's dragging his armor a lot more. Okay. Don't worry about me, guys. You can take him out in the next round. That's my turn. Pummel. All right, and Astriana, your turn. This is harder okay. than I thought it was going to be. Well, I'm going to stay right where I am and cast Lightning Bolt. Yes. Okay. And yeah, that's, yes. uh, that goes right through him. He makes a save. He has advantage. Yep. Um, you just roll your damage. That's a 20. That's gonna, it's going to succeed. It's a 24. Yeah. Um, and that was a 10, so a 24. The second one does not. Well, but he only, that's, he's yeah, advantage. He's, he's oh. got advantage because he's resistant to magic. Yeah, so he he's, takes half damage. You still might go. <laughs> I hope it does. Her lightning bolt has been clutch mm-hmm. numerous times. Just burning things up. There you go. Fours. Uh, that was average. Yeah. 45 are good. 16. 21. 4. 26. 27. How do you want to do this? Oh, fuck yes! Uh, well, I'm just gonna 
I'm gonna put my hands together. There's this huge beam of lightning and just oh, all my power. <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm gonna be like in the air. I'm just kind of like the anime thing, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. You just summoning all the rage of. I did not pass my fucking theoreticals to get one shot by you, bitch. <laughs> uh, summon this bolt of lightning that just go that tears through the form, and somewhat disappointingly, because it is an illusion, just... (laughs) (laughs) And a huge roar erupts from the crowd, and you see the professors are all giving the golf clap. And actually, Yenrik and... Rain, you guys both get healed by the clerics. Right. They immediately like cast just a, a basic healing word on you to get you up, and then come over and give you a little bit more attention to heal. Oh, yeah, coach, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. That uh, hellfire orb is one hell of an attack. God yeah, damn. that was like. Ooh. Yeah, it almost TBK'd us immediately. Ten d six fire and ten d six necrotic. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. God. Okay. They don't fuck around with good. these practicals. They want you to, th- 